0: We are getting some truly extraordinary live images here in the studio.
1: seven hours ago something attacked the city I don't know what it is welcome to Tokyo Lives the Giant Monsters Podcast where we're gonna bring banana oil back guys I think we're gonna bring it back into circulation here I'm Kyle I'm Rob I'm Marissa <laughs> And today we are talking about Godzilla raids again, or Gigantis the Fire yeah, Monster. Gigantus way you the Fire say.
0: Man- Monster. Fire <laughs> Monster.
1: Fire Manster. Manster Gigantus the as Fire. We say it
0: here in Minnesota. <laughs>
1: um, this is the second Godzilla movie, and it's a doozy. Uh, we'll get to that uh, when we talk about the movie itself. Obviously. Um, and I and I want to just put some stipulations here. At the end of the last episode, I did say it was going to be two weeks before we recorded, uh, but I forgot that because March has Pacific Rim in it, our recording schedule is all sorts of jumbled up. So we're actually recording this literally the Sunday or the Saturday after we yes. recorded the last episode. So no news is broken. No uh, news, except also... for one thing that really sucks. Uh, but we're going to talk about that, um, and then we're going to talk about we're going to give you guys a chance to talk about Pacific Rim. Who's yeah. you guys? News guys. Me, uh, me, me, me's guys. me and Marissa. I yeah. thought you meant the
2: audience, but yeah, audience. Just. Marissa and I. Yeah, just send in your messages about. Call to... in right now. <laughs> Here's our number: five 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 one five 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 five. Was that enough?
1: I, How many numbers? That you umbrella, that that's, that's the old Pizza Hut <laughs> <mode> number. <laughs> Alright, so the only piece of news that we have um, And it's a very sad piece of news uh, So it has to do with Rampage But it's nothing to actually deal with Rampage uh, What happened is is that Avengers got pushed up a week So Avengers was originally coming out at the beginning of May uh, Rampage comes out on the 20th um, So uh, 20th of April, I should say uh, But Avengers got pushed up a week Which means Avengers is releasing the last weekend in April what that means for Rampage is now Rampage has no second weekend. So Rampage is literally going to have to make all the money it's going to make in its first weekend and it's going to have like that 70% drop to the second weekend. And it's it's really unfortunate. It just means that Rampage literally has no chance to do well because Marvel moved their stuff up. Like It may, it may do great its first weekend. It may do great. Uh, I know there is hype behind the movie. I mean, everybody loves Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Right. There is so, the hype behind it. But I just feel like once we hit You know, once Avengers is out, it's done. It's Mm -hmm. over. Like, there's no chance for it to do anything. And
2: can you imagine if you worked at a movie theater that was going through a renovation that second week that (laughs) Rampage is supposed to have, (laughs) and Avengers
1: gets pushed up? wait yeah that's that's a little true to life for me i can't oh, get no. into too much of that but uh yeah it's it's gonna be nuts nutso at my work uh and and we've got a podcast to record that weekend as well so oh, good uh, it's <laughs> gonna be nutso no uh, rest be for fun. the wicked Nope. uh but anyway um so that's really the only piece of news that happened is avengers got pushed up which unfortunately digs into yeah. Rampage's, uh money that it can make um and, and i wish if it wasn't avengers i would say that oh well rampage still has a chance but because it's avengers infinity war and it has so much hype behind it yeah and it's you know the culmination of 10 years of marvel or whatever it has been uh since 2000, 2008 i think so yeah, it's yeah about this 10 will years. be 10 years uh like it, i mean uh, avengers infinity war is guaranteed to be a billion dollar movie so. yeah. when
2: did we find out that avengers got pushed up a week
1: like literally two days ago yeah because
2: about two days ago i actually saw a video on facebook or tumblr i don't know guys um <laughs> and it was listing every movie that's coming out against Invi- avengers infinity war like uh, coming out that same weekend
1: and it's a bunch of crap like it's yeah. nothing good yeah but so yeah that's that's the thing is like literally that second weekend of rampage was going to be empty like we're just going to have the the box office to itself there was nothing (laughs) coming out that week and then now it's like oh no it's avengers great (laughs) uh so it is it is kind of terrible like i don't i feel like i don't have to tell the listeners that you should go see rampage because pretty much all of you people that are out there are going to go see it that are listening to us but uh i do i will say it anyway like support this movie because it is a giant monster movie We need to let the studios know that we want to see more giant monster movies. So even if you're not quite that interested in Rampage, I would say just give it a chance anyway, especially with how this happened with Avengers, yeah, because... Even if it doesn't make as much money as they wanted it to originally with it having an open second weekend, if it has that big opening weekend like Godzilla did back in 2014 where it had a $90 million opening weekend, like that sends a big message to the studio saying like, hey, people are interested in this kind of thing. (laughs) Um, So like I said, just I would support it if you can, uh, even if you weren't necessarily too interested in it beforehand. All right. So um, we're getting close to Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah, uh, it is literally two weeks away now, or th- two and a half weeks away. So I said a long time ago that you got, you know, you guys weren't here for the Pacific Rim podcast with me and Coleman back in the day. So I wanted to give you guys a couple, a little bit of time to talk about. What you thought of Pacific Rim Cameron's not here So next episode He'll get his chance Yeah Because uh, I don't see That much news breaking Between now and the next episode So Cameron will get his chance then But I wanted to kind of give you Get your guys' general thoughts I'm not going to really Pipe in too much I'm going to kind of Just feed questions to you guys To get kind of What you thought of the movie Sure uh, So it's more like An interview session, Kinda yeah Ooh, Like a little bit go. more Of an interview Because uh, like I said I've already given my opinion So there's not much Else I can say about the movie Yeah um, So uh, general thoughts What did you guys General think of the original pacific rim
2: well they they really didn't cancel the apocalypse very well (laughs) i'm gonna throw that out there (laughs) because they had to make a sequel so wow
0: um so i was uh just like general thoughts like my final thoughts on the movie i really liked it It it's a fun like action film and there's like a lot of references to things i like which i'll go more into on why i thought like oh, this is the future of screenwriting. Like, I thought this was going to be like a shift in how Hollywood did films, but then Pacific Rim didn't do super well at the box office. And so I was like, oh, well, there goes that opportunity.
2: (laughs) I really just like Guillermo del Toro. I like basically everything he makes.
1: Yeah. So. Well, hey, I mean, his chance to win an Oscar is coming up tomorrow for us. So we'll see if that happens uh so what did you guys think of the jaegers in the original film maybe compared to the designs we've seen for the second film
2: i would say honestly we didn't see enough of the other jaegers mm-hmm. we just saw gypsy danger and, and striker eureka and Striker, striker eureka. Eureka. yeah yeah the, mm-hmm. the australian yeah yeah but like neither one of them has any special design to them the ones that really did were crimson typhoon and cherno alpha
3: mm-hmm.
2: and they get wrecked immediately
0: in the first battle they show up yeah Yeah. uh i really liked so there's there's two things i really liked about like how the jaegers were presented first off visually each one comes from like a different country Mm -hmm. and how they uh look aesthetically the so different one from the other Mm -hmm. uh and like you can kind of see like again it's these little references to Basically like, you know, you have like turn alpha and it's like, you know, like the old Gundam series kind of Mm -hmm. looking robot all the way to, you know, the more Evangelion style, uh, Striker alpha,
1: Striker, Striker Eureka.
0: Striker Eureka
1: which is the one from yeah the, which is the like Australian the one. first phase five yeah it's yeah. the most advanced in the in the, yeah. f- the fleet or whatever it's yeah. the last Jaeger that was built before the program and it sucked too <laughs> it was cool looking
0: and I it mean, was, it, but and it did kind of suck it didn't do it very well it
1: shut down pretty quickly they the all BMP. sucked BMP. they
2: all sucked like they, <laughs> not, the only one that was worth anything was Gypsy Danger because it just happened to be the only analog one other <laughs> than, well, than Cherno Alfa. but Cherno got killed before the EMP happened
3: yeah <laughs> and
2: then also, apparently, I just want to know, like, I wish we had seen more of all of the different Jaegers, because we find out at the end of the movie, Gypsy Danger has these, like, secret techniques where it can just call a sword out. And did they all have... Special moves that we just never got to that's see. That's a really I good mean... point,
1: actually. Like, the only one that has a uh, separate ability is uh Crimson Typhoon with the third arm. That that was the only and it's piloted by three pilots yeah, instead of two. The triplets, yeah, yeah the triplets. So, like, but, but like, but like, Cherno Alpha had nothing special about it, Strike Eureka had nothing special other than like the big guns on its chest, but that's but it didn't have like, yeah, wh- whereas Gypsy had the sword and elbow rod oh, because rocket Gypsy the, is the main character, the but but I feel like that's Yeah, I, that's I'm, definitely I'm not trying to give my opinion, but I kind of agree with Marissa. Like yeah. it
0: does seem like that's definitely a benefit of like this new one where each robot like in Uprising it seems like each robot has a thing, a gimmick, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Like they each have their own
1: special power. Yeah, like Gypsy Avenger is gonna be the generic brand. Yeah, you know, it's Gypsy Danger just Newer, yeah, and then the other ones all have like one has the giant mace, one has the laser sword, one yeah. has the whip. Like, yeah. they all have their special ability. Right. Like, if it was a video game, you would choose your different, yeah, yeah. With the different Speaking classes.
2: of, are they making a video game so that I can choose my different
1: character with a specific <laughs> class? uh, they should be, but they're not. As far oh, as I, yeah, I haven't heard of that. There was, there was the Pacific Room fighting game for the first uh movie that was mm-hmm. kind of awful uh but you could play as a kaiju and you could play as a Jaeger. so it was a little <laughs> fun but it was kind of kind of bad it was just, it was your your typical like really low budget tie in movie tie in game like not a good movie tie in game just like one that they were like yeah. here a little tiny studio that does nothing make us a fighting game real quick Yeah. released on the Xbox Live for 20 bucks
0: yeah i remember hearing about it but i never played it so
1: i played the demo i didn't play the full game but uh it wasn't very good from what i remember um okay uh so so we're talking we talked about the Jaegers. let's talk about the kaiju from yeah. the original film um what did you think of all the different kaiju, like the different categories, the category system for the kaiju, like, you know, very set up, kind of like tornadoes. Okay. Um, I I really love the idea of basically just
0: like taking out the middleman instead of like a kaiju just being a reference for a natural disaster, just straight up calling them natural disasters. I thought it was like, that's beautiful. That's really, that's like, you know, chef kiss. Good. You know? Sorry.
2: No, no, you're fine. I I don't really have much to say about the kaiju's. Like, obviously, I got that they were all references to classic movies, or most of them were. Um, yeah, Slattern. That was the name of the the final category five. That's a reference to something that my Shin Megami Tensei brain is trying to figure out right now. (laughs) Uh,
0: What is he a reference? Yeah, I don't recognize his. I recognize the name. Oh, Um, there we go. But
2: I, I can't pull it out right now. My my brain's all over the place. <laughs> You're gonna remember it in the middle of the Godzilla. I'm again, just gonna be like, hold on, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how my brain works. But uh, I mean, they were all right, I guess. I kind of I wanted more from all of the kaiju, but at the same time, when you see the. Uh, mechs that they're up against the Jaegers. It's like you oh you can't overdo it on the kaiju's. Yeah, and then literally Gypsy Danger is just a Mary Sue going around slicing things in half with her sword.
1: Actually, I would. Yeah, that's a good term for what Gypsy Gypsy Danger was when the first movie. It was very much a Mary Sue. Like, oh wait, it can we do whatever a, a sword it wants we to forgot. Do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, we're analog. We yeah. forgot. Yeah. We oh, forgot. we have a nuke in our chest. We forgot. And
3: then
2: Charlie Hunnam's character, like, dude, this is your mech. You don't. You didn't <laughs> yeah, know. You're any the of original
1: this pilot of yeah. Gypsy Danger, and you don't know that, like. You never used the sword before yeah. when you were piloting it with your brother? Like, really? No, they just rocket punched everything. Yeah. Like, that's that's literally <laughs> that's all, all they, they did.
0: did. <laughs> I mean, maybe they didn't have this because they did yeah, rebuild maybe, it they had to rebuild it because it did
1: get destroyed. Who over. knows? But, yeah, who
0: knows? Yeah, there are little tiny things like that that, yeah, are kind of like, like, I remember that being like a huge scripting issue of just kind of like, oh. there was two moments in the movie where I was kind of like disappointed with the writing. Mm-hmm. And only two that's impressive for me because i <laughs> complain a lot uh was the wait we didn't try the sword and then he's like oh yeah that's right the sword and then, and then it wins everything <laughs> and then it just like cuts the the rodan stand-in and inhale. otachi otachi yeah uh and then after that it's like the you know so it's the big final fight they've like thrown like the ship into through the portal and they're like going down mako gets knocked out and then it's just charlie hunnam shouting for like Five minutes of screen time don't worry mako i'm gonna i'm gonna do this mako mako don't worry i'm gonna figure it all out mako okay mako i'm gonna and it's just like he just says mako over and over and over again she's unconscious she's not providing any help i just feel like they why weren't they because they were both like you know shown to be ostensibly like tough and cool and it's just kind of weird that it was like all right charlie hunnam's got to be like the only one who ends up like saving humanity at the end (laughs) and it just kind of felt like Oh, why didn't they have to work together? To because to, like to the it, whole yeah. thing is building up to... They have to be drift compatible. They have to work together. Right. All that, which apparently can determine by fighting. That's another. I mean, I guess it I'm, I'm going to get to the drift in a second. You're right. So I'm, I'll sorry, ask I'm sorry. You guys I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We in have
1: in to second. get to the drift. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. Actually, let's talk about the drift now, since we're okay. talking about it. Um.
0: What a good narrative conceit
1: for getting your characters
0: to like each other. That's so good. I love it. That's all right. <laughs> so. <laughs> so wonderful and smart and i loved it that was so i mean it's like for such like a a like loose premise for like you know like oh right well the robot is too complex for one human brain to handle so we have to have two human brains and then to create this like narrative conceit of like two people have to learn how to get along which is the premise of every single movie that has ever happened and involves two people ever (laughs) Mm -hmm it's a buddy cop movie in a giant robot, except instead of the buddy cops, like just having to learn to be best friends. It's like, Oh, we're sharing memories. And like, we're actually learning about each other in a, like, you know, in a way where we can actually show it as opposed to just like us sitting in a bar being like, You know what, rookie, you're pretty all right. (laughs) You know what? You don't play by the rules, but I like the way you do
2: things. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things they actually bring up in the movie is that usually people who are drift compatible are siblings. Because they share a lot of the same memories, and so there is not that like punchback yeah. of suddenly you're in
1: someone else's brain, like the the drift with uh, Charlie Hunnam's character and yeah. Mako, yeah. uh, Raleigh, what's his name, Raleigh, Raleigh and Mako, yeah. When uh, when she was the little girl being chased by Ebra out. in the city, yeah, uh, which is actually probably my favorite sequence in the entire movie. It's a very good sequence because um, <clears throat> it's a very classic kaiju film.
2: But yeah, the whole thing where they have to, you can find out their drift compatibility by sparring
1: yeah
0: that's
2: that's something straight out so, of an anime
0: <laughs> which i love because it's straight out of anime
2: <laughs> straight out of an anime I,
1: there's
0: a lot of things i love because it's straight out of something
1: yeah you know and i mean that's del toro yeah. I mean, del toro was clearly a huge fan of uh the giant monster genre like Ultraman, yeah. and uh, uh he quoted uh the little boy robo or whatever it's astro called. boy no, no 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 the other one the, the one that Cameron Pluto? wants to do next month
0: oh yeah uh, he quotes yeah. that
1: is like one of his big influencers uh as well as Ultraman and stuff yeah um yeah i think i think one of the cool things about the drift i, I think the drift is a unique like idea especially for the pilots and stuff like that to show like what like why they have to work together how does yeah. that work it's very narratively driven but i i for me personally, one of the things I complained about back in the day was that the drift was—it's it, great in the movie and it's a great concept, but they didn't go far enough with it. Yeah, I mean, which I'm afraid that they're not going to really touch on it as much as I yeah. want them to in this new movie. Well, it's—it's it's a lot of—it's
0: a—it's a question of screen time. I think that this is like Del Toro created a very narratively dense world with a lot of stuff and i think that like okay so one of like the cooler sequences in like the original star wars the first episode new hope is they have like ben kenobi kind of reminiscing about like luke's dad yeah you know and like oh he was the greatest star pilot and he was like oh we fought in the clone wars and like it's that air of mystery where there's like there's lore yeah but it's this lore where you get to kind of fill in the gaps gaps and like, there's a lot of this in a lot of Pacific Rim where it's like, there's a lot of lore, but you kind of have to fill in the gaps. There are, you know, there's been all these different genres of kaiju. You know, there's all these categories of kaiju. You, you get to fill in the gaps with your own imagination. There's a lot of different categories of mech of, uh, of Jaeger. Mm-hmm. You get to fill in the gaps. Um, but I, it is. It's too much sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that
1: almost... it just becomes. It becomes very exposition. The movie yeah. becomes very exposition. Like, here's what goes on in this world. Yeah. I'm going to spend ten minutes having a voiceover showing you the background. Here, of what let's happened show in the, the wall
0: building sequence. Yeah,
1: like the, the the opening of the movie is literally. Charlie Hunnam's character explaining what happened and Which, why the kaiju are here and what's going on. I'm okay and
0: it's, because it's very anime.
1: It is, but at the same time, it's also kind of the same problem with Godzilla Planet of the Monsters where it's just like that movie about the downfall of humanity at first, like when the kaiju show up and they're like, what do we do? Sounds so much more narratively interesting yeah. than the movie that we got. Uh, and it's kind of that same problem of like.
0: I think my dream future is Del Toro to sign off on someone writing like a novelized a version cool novel of like this timeline of it because I think there's there's so much to investigate with like how the drift works and how the kaiju works. and how they even come up with
1: the drift. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like there's all these really fun things in the world that are again narratively dense, like a like a good good cheesecake. But sometimes you want to eat a whole cheesecake and then have a halfway through. You realize this is too much cheesecake.
1: (laughs) I can't handle (laughs) this much. Weird analogy. I Uh, eat a lot
0: of cheesecake is what I'm saying, Kyle. So,
1: okay. (laughs) So, um, one of the biggest things, whenever we first heard that, uh, he was playing Pentecost son, uh, John yeah. Son. we thought all of us, our brains instantly went to like him and Mako were going to pilot. Yeah. Or something. And it doesn't seem like that's the case. No. Um, so what I wanted to ask you guys is, is it, is it weird that it does seem like the sequel isn't really picking up those threads that the first, the first movie left, left, like, you know, he, dr- the, uh, gottlieb and uh charlie day's character uh drift with a kaiju yeah and like it seems like that may play a part in the movie but it doesn't seem like it's going to play as big of a part as maybe what del toro was originally planning for the sequel so what do you guys think of like thinking back to the original of like these plot threads that may be going nowhere because of the director change and all this other stuff
2: i think i have too many questions about the sequel without putting the first movie's You know, threads (laughs) trying to attach them. I'm just like, how many new uh, mechs do we have in this one? How many new Jaegers?
1: Five brand new full size. No, six, because there was one in a clip that was shown. Uh, Six
2: new Jaegers. If we're assuming they all have two pilots, that's 12 new characters to be introduced. That's, you know, eight of them aren't actually going to go anywhere. No. Um, So that's four new characters. One of which we know is John Boyega. Yeah. That's three new characters that we have no idea who they of are.
1: One of them's uh, Clint Eastwood's son. Uh, Clive Eastwood, something I don't know. Clint Eastwood, Scott Eastwood, <laughs> Scott, Scott. Yes, yeah. uh, I was close. Yeah. No, I kind of, I kind of agree with what you're saying though. Like it is, it is kind of abysmal. Or, or like it's abysmal, abysmal not, <laughs> Abyssal is what I meant to say. Oh like, my goodness! Like it's, it's like just. Yeah, we don't because the trailers for the new movie they haven't really hid things. I feel like that's the wrong word, but they've hid the plot. I guess is what I would say. Yeah, literally, there's only one trailer that says anything about the plot, and it's the trailer where they say somebody let the kaiju back in. Yeah, somebody on this side of the drift opened it again.
0: For yeah, the kaiju and then in. you see the like kaiju robots the kaiju shooting, shooting their unibeams doing into something.
1: a thing. There's kaiju.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched. Any yeah, of these you didn't trailers. watch that trailer. No. Oh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah it it does seem kind
1: of like this is a soft reboot um this is like the franchise movie this is the one that they're like we need to make pacific grim a franchise how can we do that but you could have made you could have the first
0: one into a franchise because the first one just opens up a lot of potential and a lot of things you can deep dive into Mm -hmm. you know that you can be drift compatible with that was dumb. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it does seem it does seem like a very it's narratively very different. It's tonally very different, and it seems like yeah they're not they're not carrying over as much. Other than like uh, it seems like three characters are showing back up.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I think I think uh, what's his name's. Uh... Ron Perlman's character is supposed to be showing up too. Oh, okay. Some point. Well,
2: he didn't die, so yeah. <laughs> After credit scene, who is coming back? Uh,
1: it's Gottlieb. Yeah. Charlie Day's character, which I can never remember the name of. <laughs> Charlie Day. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Day. Yeah, Charlie Day being himself. Uh, Mako is coming back, um, and then ron perlman's character that's it so
2: Hmm. i don't get to see charlie hunnam shirtless charlie Hunnam. he
1: he supposedly i think they're going to kill his character off i think there's going to be a sequence at the beginning of the movie that's going to kill his character
2: do i get to blame this on arthur legend of the sword a
1: hundred percent king arthur's uh because the, the start the start time for this movie to start was at the same time that Arthur was like in the middle of production. So he he's like, uh, I can't do that. Well, uh, dang
2: it. I mean, I got to see him shirtless sure in that movie.
1: So. He looks the same in both movies. Yeah, that's true. He listen. has same haircut and everything. He should have just showed up. you <laughs> should just run from one soundstage to the next. Like I said, standing I, in the power I have seat. a feeling we're going to see at the beginning of this movie, we're going to see him and Mako piloting Gypsy Avenger. Oh, yeah. It's going to mimic the beginning of the original movie where they're going to fight a kaiju or fight something. And he's
2: going to die. And he's going to
1: die. And Mako is going to be left. Because in the last trailer, the IMAX trailer, there's a quick, quick blink if you miss it shot of Mako in a pilot suit. And every other thing that we've seen of the movie is her, like, Like leading the organization. She's, like, in a business suit. So I think there's going to be a brief scene with her and uh, Raleigh piloting. uh, Maybe at the beginning. Maybe at the end. Maybe it's going to be a big reveal at the end that he comes back or something.
0: Or he's, like, the the war continues.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Credit scene or something. He'll be in the third movie. I'm
0: I'm really, 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 really disappointed that it's not because like literally the as soon as i heard john boy Egg is going to be in it like every single person i'm almost sure that's like one of the, like the first things i ever said on this podcast was like oh i'm so excited for brother sister drift compatibility it's gonna be a cool story the adopted son and the yeah or the adopted, or the, daughter, adopted and the, daughter and, and, daughter and, and then the, like are you the, looking at
2: me like i don't understand no i, oh, I, wasn't, I just, wasn't
0: trying to i, wasn't I looked over and you were staring at me so i was like oh maybe i should explain no <laughs> I, was nervous. I, I, I was
2: actually staring my microphone was shaking oh. for some reason i
3: was
0: like what is this um but yeah, like I was really excited for that and I thought like, oh, this is super narratively dense again. Like they can do so much with it. and then nope. That's it, not what they're doing. Yeah. We got Clint Eastwood's son because he was in Fast Eight and a few other movies uh, and, last year. Uh Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, and yeah. And so <laughs> Unfortunately. we gotta we gotta put him in here to get the people ready. It's like
2: Hey, so are to we gonna cover
0: war Independence ready? Day Resurgence?
1: War ready. Uh uh Independence Day Resurgence? No, we're not uh that is the definition of a movie with a giant monster in it not a giant <laughs> monster movie and it's not even on the fringy enough for us to cover it. Good so point. uh i would cover the original independence day over in the,
2: and there's no giant there's mon- no
1: giant monsters in independence day but <laughs> they're would, tall monsters they're tall monsters. but yeah i might as no. well just uh, cover slender man at this point no that was slender that man. was a conversation i think me and coleman had before <laughs> he left the cast was about resurgence because we saw the queen in one of the trailers and we were like is that gonna be coverable i don't know and i was like no let's not do it and then the movie came out it was awful and it was like i'm
2: glad we didn't cover i mean it. to be uh, fair you guys covered 10 cloverfield lane so
1: we only did that because we didn't know okay we didn't cover cloverfield paradox so well no
2: because um, we learned burn me once yeah. you know come on <laughs> Apparently um, wants
1: burn me the rest of the Cloverfield movies apparently. Yeah. So I only have- Oh by the way, oh, so, oh, oh, that yeah. is one piece of news. Sorry, not to interrupt this. I forgot completely forgot about this just came to my mind. Uh, JJ Abrams, Rob came out and said that the Cloverfield monster we see at the end of 10 Cloverfield Lane is the same Cloverfield monster that attacked in 2008 in New you York. You
2: mean Cloverfield Paradox?
1: Yes. Sorry.
0: My eye just did the thing that the Russian guys eye did. It- <laughs>
1: Because it doesn't pull. make any sense anyway. <sighs> that we're not going to talk about it. We're done. We talked about Cloverfield paradox. Um, I was going to start going in on my theories about Cloverfield. But that's <laughs> cool. um, I'll save them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I only have one last thing there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Say. So yeah. So let's do the actual final, final thoughts, thoughts of Pacific Rim. The the whole thing. Just tell me um, what you guys if we were doing a podcast episode and this so when I walked out of this
0: movie, I remember thinking like, this is, this is, and I, this is gonna sound super heady. Like this is the future of screenwriting because it's not a reboot. It's not a remake. It's, like it's references And it's tie-ins And it's all these like Things that are like You know that nosta- make that nostalgia Ping in the back of your head But
1: it's not But it wasn't It's not like Ready Player One Yes Where it's, it's like It's not an exact... this is We direct... not bring
0: that up <laughs> This is
1: directly That's nostalgia thing Yeah It's
0: a reference It's to a references And I was like ah, This is it And then Stranger Things Came out And I was like Wow, this like you know, maybe this is the beginning of something where it's not exactly one for one. It's not shots being recreated. It's things that are designed around these concepts that we're familiar with. And it's not a soft reboot. And it's oh, this is it. Like this is gonna be so cool. We're about to see a new wave of cinema and then it stopped and nothing (laughs) happened of it. And it's just so sad that like, now it's just, we gotta go back to soft reboots. We gotta go back to tie in films. We gotta go back to sequels and continuations. And it's just like, Oh no, because like, I think the idea of taking basically, you know, like the ideas that we love and building off of them to make something new and original and exciting is awesome. I think that just keeping a story around and beating that dead horse as long (laughs) as you can isn't, like, it's not moving storytelling forward, you know? We've been moving storytelling forward since the birth of humanity, like, when it was just used to, like, you know, basically we story told about gods to be like, that's how rain works, you know? Like, that's just, I just, I'm so sad that we're not, continuing we didn't continue on from this um but yeah that's it that's all yeah
2: well geez my thoughts aren't nearly as uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> again as heady as, what Rob said. Yeah, <laughs>
2: as affluent as robs but um i liked this movie because i got to see charlie hunnam shirtless i mean it was <laughs> a,
0: it's a very good chest i,
2: I am a, fr- uh, a fan of sons of anarchy and <laughs> so when this movie got announced back in the day back in the day <laughs> it was a while ago it was a while um, ago it was
1: 2013 <clears> when it came and out. Uh, oh wow i
2: found out that charlie hunnam was the main character i was like ooh, is he still gonna have that back tattoo <laughs> as dumb as that sounds obviously um what was what would that be 23 year old marissa did not know how <laughs> stage makeup worked <laughs> for some reason but it's it's an enjoyable film and it takes a lot of elements, like Rob said, it takes a lot of elements from things that people know mm-hmm. and just kind of like tweaks them and makes them interesting again. Yeah. Without straight up having to pay like copyright fees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
0: yeah.
1: Like that's, 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 I, I, like that was one thing that I liked was the whole like, uh, I mean, as much as I wanted to see the Category 5 kaiju show up and it was Godzilla or something cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because uh, that would have been just like, oh!
2: but like, <laughs> Kyle, if, you, if you're looking for a Godzilla character to show up in a blockbuster film, you know, Steven Spielberg's got you covered with Ready Player One.
1: He's not. Mecha Godzilla's not going to show up. No, he's you.
2: freaking not. <laughs> I'm, you don't. You can't get me to talk about this movie without me cursing, all right? All so. right, hold on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but my point was is that, like, I I kind of agree with both of your sentiments on the the whole like the references without directly like it being the thing like that's what I like I like that kind of thing I don't like days of future past. Oh, hey, remember in X-Men 2 when he walked through the thing and it yeah. beeped cuz he has metal skeleton? Well, now we're going to show him walk through it's not going to beep, but he's going to make a joke.
0: Do-ba-do-ba-do. Yeah. Like
1: I don't like that stuff. I like it whenever it's it's a subtle reference. Like it would have been one thing if he had just walked through the thing and it didn't go off and nobody said anything. Like it wasn't played as a joke. Yeah. But he just walked through and you're like, "Oh, it didn't beep cuz he's in the past before he has the metal skeleton." That's so cool. But instead it was it played off as a joke. Yeah. And that's that's literally what Ready Player 1 is 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 it's literally just here's a reference to this here's iron giant here's yeah. master chief here's this here's that like and and but pacific rim wasn't that it was like yeah hey here's a kaiju that somewhat looks like the gamera monster guirin but yeah it's like but
0: it's a brand new original design yeah. and it just happens to have a knife looking head yeah and we're gonna
1: call it knife head yeah
2: <laughs> <And> we're gonna <laughs> call <laughs> it knife head because guirin was taken
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um so, yeah, you guys got your chance to say a talk about Pacific Rim. And so, so did you,
2: apparently. A little bit. Mister, I'm just going to prompt you a guys. Bit. And I'm not really going to say anything. <laughs> I'm any still days. part of the
1: podcast, okay? I can throw in my comments. This was
2: Rob and I's time to shine.
1: <laughs> it was our time. Worst part is when Cameron's here, like me and Rob are both going to be like... Right, you're going to be throwing your, your two cents <laughs> I'll in try, all over again. I'll try really hard not to. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I think we should get on to this movie because I feel like we're going to have a lot to say about it uh <laughs> say or scream mm you'll find out after the bump guys <laughs> uh, boy howdy yeah we'll see you guys in just a few seconds the monster will destroy us all prehistoric
3: monster the monster will destroy us all sure okay monster monster will destroy us all prehistoric monster the monster it's monster you team. You think your fangs was coming
1: and we're back Time to talk about Godzilla Raids again, a.k.a. Gigantes the Fire Monster. The <laughs> movie that started the versus trend of yeah. giant monsters fighting each other. Uh, this, this movie is the grandfather of them all. Uh, Godzilla, Godzilla, the original Godzilla, <laughs> Gojura, may be the grandfather of the kaiju genre. Yeah. But this one is the one that really st- set up the whole giant monster versus giant monster yeah. city thing. Uh, so that's why this movie is important. Uh, Ellipses. We, That might be all. That might be it. (laughs) Uh, We got a lot to say about this movie, um, but I'm going to start it off as we always do, talk about the plot real quick. Uh, So the plot is, or the plot or lack thereof. Uh, So the plot is uh, 54 Godzilla happened. So Godzilla got destroyed by the oxygen destroyer, 1954. This is now in 1955. So I'm guessing movie time, it takes place about the same length of time as the movie came out. So it's about six months after Godzilla attacked in 54. Uh, Two pilots, uh are searching for fish for a uh fishing company yeah uh based in Osaka or, or, or i guess their home base is in Hokkaido
2: No, home base is in Osaka. Yeah. Okay,
1: Hokkaido is like a sub. Is the branch. Okay, it's the branch. Okay. Uh so anyway, they're they're searching for fish. Uh Kobayashi, aka Mr. Groom, <laughs> uh his plane has a mechanical failure. He lands on the water next to an island. The other pilot goes to go find him. They He he finds him. This is all just at the beginning of the movie. It takes way too long in the movie itself. (laughs) Uh, They're on the island. They look up. Suddenly, there's a kaiju. Uh, And it happens to be Godzilla. And he's kind of peeking up above the mountain real quick. And then he drops back down. And then all of a sudden, there's another monster. And they're fighting. And then they fall into the water. Uh, The other monster is Anguirus. It's the first appearance of Anguirus. Uh, Godzilla's first opponent ever of all time. Uh, They fight briefly on the island and then literally trip into the water and then we don't yeah. see them for another 15-20 minutes <laughs> 45
2: um, freaking minutes
1: yeah so uh cut back to tokyo um there's a boardroom meeting uh we have yamane kiyo yamane from the original film the professor the paleontological yeah. professor show up he gives a little diatribe about uh we can't beat this thing we can't beat god you can't beat godzilla it's impossible he mentioned the oxygen destroyer killed it the first time yeah but, we have no more of that. So one thing to clarify right here,
0: this is the, this is a second Godzilla. This yeah. is another Godzilla. So the first Godzilla was Did killed yeah. by the oxygen destroyer. This is another Godzilla.
1: Yeah. Which, which I, that is one thing that I actually really like about this movie. When, whenever he says the one line where he says, like, that's something that we were worried about at the end of the first movie, is because uh, it's probably been a while since either of you have seen the original Godzilla movie. Uh, at the very end of the movie, he gives a speech. Yumani gives a speech. Yeah. And in that speech, he literally says, like, it's possible there are other Godzillas out there, and we have no preparation for them if they show up or something like that. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a really cool continuation of that line. Uh, there's a really awkward like footage from the original Godzilla shown where it's just completely silent in the boardroom <laughs> for like five minutes. Uh, there's no music, yeah, no sound effects. No, mm-hmm. anything. that's just
2: something we have to talk
1: about about this movie in general. Yeah, when we <laughs> talk about sound later, I feel like that's going to be a big subject. Um, anyway, uh, so. Cut to like the main characters. One of the the dude is in love with the girl. They're they're gonna get married to each yeah. other. To, to, they go out to, dancing. To, 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 what's his name? Oh god, uh, Takiyashi, Takayashi. Takobayashi. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sukioka. Uh, su- Sukioka. Sukioka. Tsu-
0: Tsu- so there's Sukioka, there's Kobayashi Maru, and then there's girl. <laughs>
1: uh, her name is. Hidemi Yamaji. None of that matters. Radio girl. But they never say her, her name. Yamaji. Yeah, she's the radio girl. Um, anyway, so they go off dancing because Godzilla hasn't shown up. The military, there's some stock footage of the military <laughs> tracking down Godzilla. We don't see him for a while. Uh, they go dancing, and then in the middle of the dancing, uh, Godzilla shows up. Uh, so Yamani came up with a plan to distract Godzilla with flares because, uh, because that is how they distract him in the first movie except they didn't do that in the first movie so I don't know where he came up with the idea they took it from did you
0: you hear the line where they come I just real quick sidetrack yeah so he's like oh well we think it's an instinct because of seeing the hydrogen bomb made him so angry that now he chases down light like the hydrogen bomb (laughs) That's literally the line they used to describe why we're using flares to distract him.
1: Awful. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, so Godzilla shows up. Uh, the flares distract him enough that he doesn't go straight to Osaka. Then there's a random prison break that has nothing to do with the rest Can of the Can we movie. just not talk about that? I'm, I'm no, just, we have I'm to. I'm skipping over it right now. We'll talk about it again in a second. Uh... Uh, The prison break causes a fire. The fire attracts Godzilla. Godzilla goes towards the fire. Anguirus shows up too because apparently he was there. Uh, They start fighting. They fight each other. Bang, 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 bang. Godzilla kills Anguirus, burns his corpse, Uh, and then we're moving on to Godzilla disappearing again. It's Shin Godzilla all over again. Godzilla disappears for 30 minutes and then shows back up at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the characters are trying to figure out – like what they should do if they track Godzilla or whatever. And then they end up, uh, Mr. Groom gets sent to Hokkaido to the Hokkaido branch to help up there. Uh, not much happens at this point in the movie. Uh, they kind of, they go out to dinner at one point and whatever. Uh, they spot Godzilla, uh, near an Island. Uh, they go out and try and fi- see if they can find him. He's on that Island, just kind of standing there for some reason. Uh, they decide to try and bomb the Island to, uh, well, they don't decide to. They're trying to hurt Godzilla with bombs like normal. Yeah, nothing's happening. Uh, Kobayashi, aka Mr. Groom, flies his plane towards Godzilla for no reason. <laughs> gets shot with nuclear fire, burn, uh, crashes into the mountain. <laughs> he flies. Marissa, do you want to describe?
2: So he he crashes his plane into the mountain, but it skids upwards like he's I don't know, still in control
1: somehow, and then explodes <laughs> after he's like he's the plane is on fire. Yeah, yes. it's like burning. It and, got it got. A breath. Yeah. Uh, and it knocks down some ice. And then the dude who's now in a military jet, the other dude, uh, Takoyaki oh, or whatever. Tsukioka. Tsukioka. I remember. Yeah, that is his name. Okay. Uh, Takoyaki. <laughs> Takoyaki. Yeah. I shouldn't have started that. You shouldn't have. Tsukioka uh, <laughs> is in a military jet and he, he, he gets a little sad for a split second, but then he goes, oh, that's a great idea. Let's bury Godzilla. He doesn't
2: even get sad at all. <laughs> He's just like, that looks, gives me an
1: idea. Yeah. In he fact, looks a little downtrodden. In
0: fact... The guy who looks more sad is the guy who's flying the, the jet, jet, who is not like connected to Mister Groom he at all. He's no just name. like a military jet pilot, jet flyer, and he's like, "Oh no, yeah."
1: <laughs> so, uh, so they decide to try and bomb him. They realize they don't have the right mil. They don't have the right guns or the right they bombs. Have the right
2: type of bombs. Yeah, they, yeah they're like, "Oh, we need make...
1: to get rocket, rocket bombs," or they they call it something weird. It's not just rockets or missiles. They're them, like rocket bombs or something in the dub. Uh, or the sub uh, Anyway uh, So they leave They come up with a plan They go back to the same island Because Godzilla apparently just stood there uh, yeah. And they light a fire to keep him from leaving Because that stopped him before of course uh, And it, then they cover him in ice No because the fire The light's supposed to attract Godzilla But then in this one
0: they're like It'll scare Godzilla from it's wandering from back into straight, the ocean yeah. So even within their own narrative They forget what fire does to Godzilla <laughs>
1: Uh, anyway, <laughs> Sorry. so they cover Godzilla in ice. Uh, he gets he gets you know covered under. As me and Marissa were joking, it looks like rock salt. It looks like when rock falling salt. off yeah. the mountains, but it's clearly like giant ice cubes. Which I'm sure <laughs> Nakajima loved being inside that Godzilla suit, covered with actual Finally. ice, because it was so cool. And he's like, <sighs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, uh and that's the end of the movie. Godzilla gets covered in ice. Uh there's not even really anything after that. Yeah, like it's that's just that's how it ends. Uh so that's the movie. Uh that was a breakneck speed through the plot of this movie. <sighs> what plot? Yeah. Um So this, this movie's is not good. <laughs> yeah, this is where it
0: gets tough because we we installed a segment in our in our uh in our rebranding Favorite moments. <laughs> uh, called Favorite Moments. Yeah. Uh that's going to be kind of I tough. I have a
1: favorite moment. okay I, good. I legitimately have a favorite moment in this cuz
0: I have like several least favorite moments. <laughs> they kept progressively getting less favorite.
1: <laughs> no, I I have a favorite moment in this movie. Um yeah. I'll, so I'll start while you guys okay, think of perfect. It, if you don't have one ready. Uh, Anguirus' death. I actually I think that scene is actually fairly well done. So they push they Godzilla pushes Anguirus through the Osaka Castle because yeah. that thing always gets destroyed. <laughs> uh, Why do they even bother rebuilding <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, because that's because in I think in Godzilla versus Kong they it's are the in same. Osaka again. Yeah. So it's the same castle, so they literally rebuilt it, and then ten <laughs> years later it's gone. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um. So he pushes him through, and then Godzilla bites into Anguirus's neck, yeah, and like like causes him to start like bleeding profusely, yeah. Uh, it's I, I guess this would literally be the first use of blood in a Godzilla movie, uh, um, and Anguirus uh, dies, and then Godzilla kicks him into the water, yeah. and lights his corpse on fire. It's like I was joking with Marissa as well last night that it's like it's literally like the, the start. It's it's yeah, it's the suit is being lit on fire, but like the thing that made me laugh is it's like we all wonder why Godzilla had to do the fatality in twenty fourteen. It's because this <laughs> is what started the fatality of the enemy kaijus. Yeah. Like this is what like said Godzilla's gotta kill them off in a cool we, Yeah, we gotta like, mess way. them up. So he burns Anguirus's corpse like to the bone we, we yeah. don't see the bone but i'm sure it's like just like <laughs> skeleton. uh so that's that's my favorite sequence in the movie i think that's the most effective sequence also yeah. because and we're gonna get to least favorite moments i'm sure with this uh that's one of the sequences that the fight is is actually slowed down for so only it actually, at the very end of it because when godzilla's kicking Angurus, yeah. it's still it's
2: actually kick him i thought anguirus just died and rolled
1: off to no, the he side kinda, he kind of like shoves <laughs> him with his
0: foot like anguirus was on the side of a thing so yeah. he was already like if godzilla did nothing he he probably still would have rolled in, but then just like he just really
1: kinda he like he like moves his foot a little bit. <laughs> it up. He doesn't like <laughs> kick it like like on purpose, I don't yeah. think. But it looks like he kicks it. <laughs> uh but yeah, that's my favorite moment. That that would probably be the best moment for me of the film. Uh who wants to go next? I'll go. Um So one of the
0: things that I I do really like is like black and white films are very like visually stark. They're very, you know, like you can get a lot of, you know, depth with things they don't use it to their advantage a lot in this movie, but there is one sequence and it's not even a giant monster sequence. I do like how the Godzilla suit looks from behind, but I'll save that for like monster Monster design. design. Yeah. Um, And it's in this little dance sequence where we have the, um, we have the main character, Kuhn and radio girl Chan. And they're standing in like this, you know, crowd of people and like they're all dancing and you can see that uh, she's wearing like a very white outfit and he's wearing more of like a grayer outfit and everyone around them is wearing like more like darker clothes Mm -hmm. and they had kind of a light on the two main characters, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really like it wasn't a spotlight. Wasn't really harsh light. Yeah. But it really points out the characters dancing and like uh. the middle of this group. And like it was really nice at first. I was like, wow, that's really visually like, oh, that's a nice little and then the camera pulled out a little bit more and there's like eight other people wearing the same outfits. And I was like, <laughs> ah. Never mind. But like for, for a like a little moment there for like, you know, like six minutes of like their little dance, which lasts for eighteen hours. <laughs> it's like that's a it's a really visually neat yeah. like it's like, oh, they use some neat little camera tricks. They worked with their black and white film but then they forget about it.
2: <laughs> uh, I'd have to say my favorite moment in this train wreck of a film is from the dub, which is even more of
0: a, Oh wait, could we have brought the dub in pile of
1: garbage? We're, we're going to talk about the dub uh, after we do least favorite. Cause part. I have
0: a fair moment from the dub. Uh, yeah. What? My
2: favorite moment from the dub is when they're all sitting around at the boardroom table and Mr. <laughs> paleontologist Guy decides to point out the fact that uh, Gigantus, a.k.a. Godzilla, and Angulus <laughs> are both of the Anguirus species. And
1: <laughs> the Angulosaurus yes, species as and well. The yes, species. As they, as they, 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 are,
2: they are the oh, fire God. monsters. Well, they were born
1: in Foya. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more. They know the way to the fire. We'll talk more about the dove in a second. Uh. Uh, least favorite moments uh okay also that same moment is my least favorite
0: (laughs) so i'm sticking exclusively with the non-dub because i have a lot of feelings about the dub we'll talk
1: about the dub as a whole segment i feel like there's a lot to say about the dub itself um but yeah least favorite um so least favorite moment i'll start again um (sighs) My least favorite moment of this movie uh, is really hard to pin down because this movie isn't very good. Um, <laughs> just the
2: whole just in general, the movie is my least favorite. Like
1: I think that uh, the Godzilla suit is a real sore point for me. Um, but I think my least favorite moment, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna steal Marissa's, I feel like, is the puppets. <laughs> uh, the hand puppets. <laughs> Both the puppets. I love um, the puppets. I don't like the puppets. So <laughs> here's the thing. So I joked a lot, and this is gonna another Shin Godzilla reference for this episode. Uh, I joked a lot back in the day with Shin Godzilla uh, saying that they based the Shin Godzilla design off of the puppet from 54 instead of the suit. <laughs> um, at least they didn't base it off the puppet in this movie. Uh,
2: <laughs> with the jagged teeth. Yeah, the teeth that are, are like
1: completely yeah, straight out. Yeah, like, literally, Rob was doing the goofy noise while we were watching part of the dove. He has, has a severe so well. overbite. Yeah. It's not
2: even an overbite, it's the, the teeth are
1: perpendicular yes.
2: yeah. <laughs> to the mouth. <laughs> yeah, it just, the, the
1: puppets are just, like, they don't match the suits at all, first of all. The angerest one especially doesn't match the suit, which we'll talk about Monster Design in a second, but I actually like the suit, but the puppet looks so goofy, and there's this moment that Marissa pointed out, and I missed it the first time we watched it, <laughs> where he's like, the puppet is just, like, in the shot, full frame, and it's just sitting there with its, like... Just still. Dumb just still. look on its face for completely still. And then all of a sudden it just goes. Bah! Yes. <laughs> and it's so awkward. And it like, it makes all the battle scenes really awkward. Cause you can clearly see it's like one dude with his hand and both puppets. <laughs> just just, just nah, 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 each like attacking each other. Yes. And it just looks so bad and compare and, and with it, it the looks, weird sped up footage with the kind of like I'm sure somebody's going to talk about that. Oh yeah. Uh, like it just doesn't, it doesn't look. Heavy. It looks like these don't sock look puppets. like monsters. They look like yeah, sock puppets. They look. It's so cheap looking, and it's like also in this movie that you see a clip from Fifty Four Godzilla, and you see the horrible hand puppet from Fifty Four, but it looks <laughs> so much better than the hand puppet in this movie that you kind of go, oh man, that 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 looks way better. I wish I was watching that movie. <laughs> uh, it just, I don't know. I, I hate the hand puppets. I think that's one of my least favorite things about this movie.
0: Uh, so I, I think. I think my least favorite moment is probably the boardroom scene where we have five minutes of silent footage of <laughs> just, like, the first Godzilla movie. And it's weird because, like, it's the doctor from the first one. And he's like, hey, listen, I got to show you guys some footage from what Godzilla did to Tokyo six months ago, which you guys should have all, like, known and seen about, See, like.
2: I don't think they, that it was actually this movie don't think takes it's supposed place. To be like No, because he was just like, I remember what. Godzilla de- like if it was six months ago, it wouldn't be I
0: remember. It yeah, would- but that's because it's poorly written. <laughs> good point. Good point. It's not like the character doesn't look like aged. It's not like supposed to be taking place years and years later. It's very like, two like years you know, it's in that time frame yeah. still. But it's it's still like it's the same thing with like Biolante where they have like the Godzilla destruction like themed You know, it's like, why do you need to remind people about something that (laughs) literally just happened? They
2: lived through
0: it. I mean, it really comes across as cheap. And it's like, let's just, we got to fill out this movie's runtime. It's not feature length. We need five more minutes. What are we going to do? Oh, well, let's add a boardroom sequence where we have characters show footage from the first Godzilla attack. We had
1: to have Yamani show up. I mean... Did we? I mean, well, I'm just saying, like, they wanted that connection to the original movies. Yeah. But that's Miley's favorite moment. In... The sub.
0: Okay? <laughs> Let me just I, clarify. I have to
2: take everything from the dub, because once you've seen the dub, the sub doesn't seem nearly as bad. You're just, trying to
1: find something in the sub. Oh. Uh, because, you
2: know. My least favorite moment in the sub is the whole movie <laughs> that's cheating
1: find something more
2: specific i didn't like it
0: <laughs> i'm surprised that none of you guys took the day for an eye
1: shot day for oh.
2: night oh that's i was gonna bring that up under cinematography yeah, no, that's fair. Um, stuff because
1: that's there's a lot to say in that section
2: <laughs> how about no wait that was the dub too <laughs> Dang it. i was gonna say how about that scene where they just like had her walk forward and then the reverse to the footage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was Oh, oh the
2: planes! <laughs> yes, that, that's exactly where I was there we My go. least favorite. <laughs> Actually, I love that though. But great. you like
1: it because it's so bad. Oh,
2: it's <laughs> There's some backwards flying planes in this uh, this movie. Uh, I think two or three times. Yeah, we they get a the shot, shot like, of three a plane. Times flying backwards but it's <laughs> flying forwards but it's flying backwards and it's they've unlocked technology sideways. we've only dreamed
1: of yeah it's because they wanted the camera to be moving from right to left but the footage they had was of the jet moving from left to right so they were like okay in order for it to look like the camera is moving to the left we have to reverse the footage but they didn't think for two seconds that like wait it's gonna make the plane look like it's going the i other mean way. there's
0: also a sequence where a plane flies sideways yeah that's true like yeah. the miniature work in this is
1: Incompetent out of bounds, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's least favorite moments. So I'm gonna talk about the dub, yes, before we get please, to thank you. All right, so
2: Rob can't contain
1: it anymore. First things first, we got to get through the nutso history of this dub. So the movie came out in 1955 in Japan, yes, uh, April 3rd, I think, or 23rd, or something like that. So it's about six months from the original movie, which was November 3rd, 1954. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rights were bought up by an American uh, studio in 1956 uh-huh. uh, by uh, Rybik and Barrison and they acquired the rights, but they were planning to rework the movie completely into a different movie called Volcano Monsters. <laughs> Uh, now, so this is where it starts getting nuts Oh boy So this studio, once again, this is 1956 Was going to reshoot a bunch of footage With the Godzilla suit and the Anguirus suit To make it their own movie, basically Yeah So it was going to not look like it was made in Japan at all They were going to use a lot of the fight sequences Between Anguirus and Godzilla in the city Because it's dark And it could pass for any city It doesn't really matter uh, So the, the the story of Volcano Monsters Is two creatures are found encased in rock in japan and it's brought to america to be studied and then they break out and they r- rampage okay uh so godzilla was reduced to a female t-rex uh so any reference of godzilla's beam was going to be completely edited out Go- gone it was gonna be gone no beams no nothing in fact there's a there's a script for it that someone found or a piece of a script where there's literally like they cross out like a scene in the script and it's like <laughs> no beam and they wrote it all big Uh <laughs> and they did actually get two suits to God- a Godzilla suit and an angular suit was sent over by Toho to this American studio to refilm new footage with these two suits. Yeah. Um, and the suits did get here. Now this is where the, volcano monsters falls apart (laughs) uh so the studio uh and Barrison studio uh what they were when they were gonna do it uh they got really far into pre-production like it was almost done it was almost done going into production they were gonna film everything and it was gonna be good they got the suits from japan yeah toho was super excited they were like it's weird that you guys are changing it so much but at the same time we really want to work with an american studio because toho has been obsessed with that since the very beginning which is a whole other thing (laughs) um and so they were gonna do it and then what happened is, is that studio Reichenbarrison Reyk, Rebic Reichenbarrison went out of business. They like the whole studio crashed. So the suits were still in America. They're still. They actually were found on a backlot at one point. There's a story. I don't know how true this is where somebody actually found a crate with a bunch of Japanese writing on it, and they opened it up, and it was the Godzilla suit. What? But it was like in horrible disrepair and like falling apart and stuff. (laughs) Uh, So Volcano Monsters fell apart. So the movie was... This was 1957-ish when the movie fell apart, um, and nothing was happening with this movie. Now, keep in mind, this is during Toho's, like where they stopped making Godzilla movies for a little while, so they were making Rodan, Mothra, uh, War of the Gargantuas. This was their gap between... Raids Again and, uh, and Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Uh, so 1958 comes around and Warner Brothers buys the rights to this film to make a quick buck. They were like, <laughs> we're going to release this movie. So there's two stories. A, they changed Godzilla's name to Gigantis because they didn't buy the rights to the name Godzilla and they just really wanted to just release this as quick as possible. <laughs> B, they wanted to use Gigantis as the name because they wanted to make their own monster like a new monster yes. this is new it's not old it's new it's not Godzilla it's a thing <laughs> if that is the case it backfired on them horribly because literally every single critic or reviewer or anybody that saw the movie walked out of that movie going that was just Godzilla why didn't they just call it Godzilla <laughs> like literally like anyone interviewed around that for a time said the exact same thing like I walked into it thinking it was a new monster and then he shows up and like two within two seconds I was like isn't that Godzilla <laughs> so <laughs> it was backfired on them completely uh the the producers at wb actually claimed that this monster this movie's name was anguirus in japanese not godzilla uh to several newspapers he claimed that it was anguirus <laughs> uh, so it's this movie's history is bizarre in yeah. its translation to america uh and then the dub itself is bizarre <laughs> in its translation from the original movie so I just want to set the
0: scene for our listeners who haven't seen this movie, but maybe have heard about the theatrical release of a little film called Blade Runner. <laughs> so Blade Runner is a film where there's a lot of silence and there's a lot of like, you know, world building through just like scenery, oh, right? So in the theatrical release, was it Warner Brothers or Paramount? Who who did? anyway? Anyway, whoever the studio was behind it, they were like hey Harrison Ford listen this movie is too weird no one's gonna understand it we need you to come in and film a bunch of or uh, record a bunch of uh monologue yeah where your character is thinking and explaining what the plot is so like it literally starts and Harrison Ford hated it and didn't want to do it so it's like sushi that's what my wife called me wet fish (laughs) (laughs) So so bring it back to this movie The main character narrates Everything that is happening Always (laughs) in every single scene And And the first five minutes of the dub Are so charming But then it keeps going
2: Yeah you think that it's gonna stop You're just like oh this is That's silly It's a little like Welcome to Japan Here's a small fishing village No it doesn't (laughs) He doesn't stop talking He doesn't stop Never stops talking And also he's voiced by George Takei (laughs) For those of you not in the know um, It's hilarious to hear it's, a young George Takei oh, be so bad at narration.
0: Oh, boy.
1: So, okay, so let me let me start, and we're not going to go all the way through the dub, but there's some major differences in this thing. <laughs> uh... As well as the narration, uh, there's a lot of music added. Uh, a lot of just stock music from um, Warner Brothers. Smoke bomb. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of like smoke effects that are added over the, the monsters, uh, like they're still being attacked, which I suppose actually kind of helps a little bit. It does not. Because I I would say it, like because the film is moving so fast and they're like goofily moving around yeah it the smoke stuff kind of hides, hides that a how bit. bad
0: the fight sequence uh, looks
2: but anyway <laughs> i want to talk about my favorite thing in the dub hold on let me let me go through the differences. no let was, me go through oh, the differences this is one of the differences okay. that's what i was gonna say Jeez. the boardroom scene where in the subtitled japanese release we get the stock footage from g54 in this one we get a whole new little history of the world thing once upon a time magma <laughs> And there the, were volcano these, monsters. These creatures, they were born of fire, yeah. and they lived in fire, and they can
0: consume fire, and... <laughs> And it's
2: just really weird. Camera, I'm
1: just saying. It's really <laughs> strange because, like, he he shows he this even video. He built
0: it up and is like, and it's well, the I mean, same. He, it's, the sa-
1: it's it's Dr. Yamani, yeah. and he says it's basically a line for line from the original. Yeah, he's version. like, he's like, I he's need like I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you this footage from the, and then it's a completely different Tokyo.
2: thing where it just starts with like how the world was created. Yeah, like, this is the
1: creation of the world. There it's was just a, like a big fireball bang. blinking in the middle of the screen. It's like, what is going on?
2: And then it goes for five minutes, and then suddenly, bam! There's Godzilla
1: 54 named uh they don't call him guy Giga- no, they, yeah, they call him an anglosaurus they, creature
2: yeah uh, uh, one of the anglosaurus family yeah and it's, ew. it doesn't make any
1: sense. Uh, so, yeah. So I guess that is a big difference. But, but like, at the beginning of the movie, I was going to say it first, at the beginning of the movie first, because that's another weird thing. They go off on this random tangent about, like, nuclear weapons and exploring <laughs> oh, yeah, other planets. Yeah. And, like, and then they bring it back to Earth. And you're yeah. just like, why did you just talk about the other stuff for 20 minutes? It makes you think minutes?
2: there's going to be aliens yeah. or something. No, well, there's
1: not. because
0: they were like, okay, what's popular? It's hot right now? It's, it's <laughs> yeah, 1950s, <what's> <laughs> 1958, 1957, whatever. Yeah, 1958
1: to 1959. That's like, when it released in America. Like, listen,
0: got... this is like what's hot right now.
1: What's cool it's, beans? Uh,
0: uh, we got rocket ships and nukes. They're all over the place. Hey, listen, why don't we just throw in like a cutscene at the very beginning? We just have some people talking about, you know, <laughs> just like uh, missiles or something. I don't the care. I don't care.
2: Nuclear death of humanity. <laughs>
1: so yeah, <laughs> that's the, hot right now. The
0: whole intro sequence, and then yeah, that flashback. And then it cuts sequence. to the
1: credits, and then at the end, it's just like, and then it, then it starts the narration. It just goes on and on and on and on. in the boardroom, there's the weird <laughs> other seat trail. Like, it's just, this movie is, it's already bonkers enough, like, bonkers bonkers enough bad-wise, like, in the uh, <laughs> uh, Japanese version. And then you watch the dub, and it's just like, this is way, like, way worse than you could possibly ever it's imagine. It's, like, mind-blowingly yes. it's, bad. It's it's one of those things, like, <laughs> I, I described it several times as this. It's like the guy, George Takei, or whoever did the voiceover it was of the... George Takei. <laughs> yeah. When he got the script for... right right? I don't know it's if it's right. Seven, I, know, oh, okay. I know George Takei did voice somebody in the dub. I don't I, know if it was the I think it's guy.
2: George, because I don't want to sound really bad, but it's the only person with an
1: accent. Yeah, it's true. Well, oh no, Other there's the guy in the boardroom. Well, the to, guy to, in to the boardroom
2: accent. has a really bad, like, And Kobayashi has an accent. Kobayashi, but he doesn't speak enough. Oh, okay. Anyway.
1: <laughs> for it to <laughs> be,
2: like, starring the voice work of one George Takei <laughs> of Star Trek <laughs> So anyway... Bear,
1: It's like it's like someone they got the script. So whoever's doing the voiceover for the main character got the script and was like, "Okay, I'm just going to read this line for line. And he just read all of the stage direction that the actor (laughs) was given on set of like you need to look around like you can't see through the clouds and you can't see where your friend is. And then you see the island instead of it just being unspoken because that's what the character is doing on the screen I was flying through the fog but I couldn't quite see
0: sometimes and then I couldn't see at all but then I could see then I saw my friend's airplane (laughs) there he was standing amongst the rocks I waved at him and he waved at me I had to look for a place (laughs) to land my airplane and it's just that, and it's, it's just that, nonstop For throughout the, the entire. Movie, it
1: doesn't stop. Eighty-one minutes. It, it it stops a couple of times because it, it, like whenever he's not on the screen, like he doesn't narrate the Godzilla <laughs> versus Anguirus battle. No, are but, you like, sure? No, yeah, Which he doesn't. because he oh, he's man, not there. Because you... he's off. He's like in the refinery area. If, uh, if uh, only though, because yeah.
0: that would have been so Godzilla,
1: good. Godzilla uh, her Gigantis grabbed Angu- uh, Angulus by his neck.
0: I noticed <laughs> that he was biting into his neck, causing Anguirus to bleed quite heavily. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's just my only thoughts the entire time were these two titans, <laughs> these two monstrous volcanic <laughs> creatures of destruction.
1: It's 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 so bad. And I know a lot of Godzilla fans out there are like yes, we know the dub is bad, but I I feel like you guys are not remembering how bad it is. <laughs> uh it's it is the worst du- like out of all the dubs in the history of Godzilla this is 100% the worst just yeah. by default Wait. Like, not, there are bad du- there are other bad dubs in the Godzilla series none yes. of them compare to this to o banana oil o banana oil okay yes. that is a line said in this movie we said it at the beginning of the podcast because it is so ridiculous it is not a saying it was never a saying no one in the 50s said that we're no gonna, one did but well,
2: we're going to we're going to make it jive <laughs>
1: ter- so <laughs> so another thing to note by the way um is uh Well, I guess I'll start with this. Another difference, one of the big differences in this movie, is the weird misuse of sound effects. Uh, Godzilla sounds like Anguirus like 95% of the time now, because I don't know if they just didn't want to use Godzilla's roar because they were still trying to make him a different thing, uh, or if they didn't have the rights to the roar, or what, or what's going on, but he (laughs) he makes Anguirus's roar like all the time. All the time. Like any time, like whereas the original movie was filled with silence, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah like this movie anytime there is a second of silence they have to fill it in with something either uh, what's his name narrating uh some music track that does not fit at all yeah like it just stock it
0: just, footage from other yeah, like warner brother films. Movies.
1: like there's a <laughs> random cut to like a, a, a like blonde white woman singing yes. in a club somewhere i don't, I don't understand that, come
0: that. on down to downtown o- uh, o- osaka osaka hokkaido okaido,
1: O-Kaido. ska
0: <laughs> all of your wishes can come true here yes you can see fine dancing women and dance to music all night lo- and it just like cuts to a commercial for
1: a second yeah like it's it's so bizarre the dub is so bizarre and so bad and it just
2: uh. <laughs> not even to mention that in that weird boardroom scene there's like cuts to like giant
1: gila monster oh, yeah in the boardroom random movie yeah, cuts to a bunch of like stock dinosaur movies like dinosaur movies from the from Loved America it. from the 50s or earlier even. <laughs> it was, it's just it's weird it's it's bizarre it's 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 worth it's not worth watching the whole dub but it is worth putting on the dub just to see <laughs> some of the bizarre just like just to listen to the narration and realize how annoying it is yeah because Rob Rob was super into the opening the goofy like nuclear missiles and stuff like that opening and he was just like oh man this is this is my thing like, this is so good this yeah. is right up my alley and i was just like rob just let me get through the credits and then
0: just let me fast forward then the it credits. kept going and then like the guy started narrating every single action that like Took place on screen and then it kept going. And then he like started narrating things that like there was no reason to narrate, and then it kept going. And then, like, yeah, the first like 15 minutes of this are just pure narration from like some dude.
1: Also, the weird, like the weird like cutting to footage from clearly a different movie with like the the people oh, the, yeah. like the, doing the rice and stuff. Like <laughs> the documentary yeah, of I small know. town like, oh, Japan. Also, it's like really like wow, really? You had to establish that like
2: well it does the same thing when they go. To Hokkaido, suddenly he's like, Hokkaido is like 40 leagues north or some crap like that. It has to explain. It's like, (laughs) it snows there. It's like, all right, thanks.
1: Thanks. Thanks for the info. Uh, But yeah, uh, so another, like, the other weird thing about the dub is, once again, it was 1959 by the time it came out. So, think of, like, American Hollywood, like, already... Like, first of all, Godzilla was one of the, like, later black and white films. The original Godzilla was already one of the later black and white films released in America. This thing was released in 1959 (laughs) in black and white. Like, it's not... Like, it's clearly... I just... It doesn't, like... I can't even believe they released it, like, the way they did. And it just... It just... It's awful. The the dub is awful. There's no other way to say... it's, It's... It's... kiss the cook awful but it's like but it's so bad that it's unwatchable the the dub is just yes. because of the narration like if it, if the narration wasn't there the dub would be fun because you could at least point out all the weird like the different footage that's thrown in there and like, i mean the music and stuff like that but because of that narration it's just like I'm going to shoot yeah. myself in the head. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so let's move on to characters. Uh, so yeah. there's really the only three characters that we can talk about. Do we about. really have to talk about them? Well, the only one we need to talk we need to talk about Mr. Groom and how his
0: death is Kobayashi, yeah.
2: Kobayashi-san. Okay, so... so main character-kun. <laughs> main character-kun, Tsukioka, um bland, personalityless. Yeah. his girlfriend slash fiance very H- bland. land bland, personality
0: Radio girl. Yeah, yeah,
2: radio girl. And then there's uh, Mr. Groom. Kobayashi-san, Mr. Groom, as his nickname becomes. He is main character-kun's best friend, and he's, I guess, a bit of a jokester? I don't know.
0: Yeah, he's, well, he's the comic relief, like, yeah. and, and that's... Because he's, like, that is, fat and unattractive. He's fat, so and, yeah. he's, he's
1: the comic relief. That is but.
0: one of the kind of, like, constant weird like things in this movie is that there is a big big tone shift from like 54 to this one. Oh, absolutely this one's a lot more like you know the spirit of japan can't be trifled with because we're we're happy or and we're having a good like
1: time and you know like it's just kind of it's more hopeful i guess i would say it's not even more hopeful it's i would say the tonal shift is just like it, there's a tonal shift within the movie itself multiple yeah. times where it's just like oh, now we're just everyday life with Japan, and then, oh, wait, Godzilla's here for 30 minutes. Oh, wait, now it's just back to everyday okay, life in Japan. Okay, but like
2: even when Godzilla shows up and it cuts to this stupid fishing company, they're always just cracking jokes. That's true, They're yeah. just like, oh, you don't think it's gonna destroy our ships, do you? No, <laughs> no, no,
1: no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but but anyway, uh, Mr. Groom, to get back to the character. He's, yeah, he's the only real like, narrative arc. He's the only arc. character that you actually somewhat care about yeah but it's artificial i feel like i feel like the only reason why you care about him is because
2: he's the only character who dies spoilers. and he's also
1: the only character that like has any sense of character like you said yeah. the other two are bland there's nothing like not even bland where you can put yourself in their shoes I... it's just like he's the only one that has any sort of yeah like, so he's relatable he's, thing to him
0: he's the miseligible bachelor in all yeah. of of <laughs> Uh, Japan and they're just company. trying, like you know, everyone's like, "Don't worry, you're gonna get laid one day." You're gonna these get days. a girl
1: one day. They they then...
2: make this big joke about like when they're going to Hokkaido, and he's just like, "Oh, maybe I'll find myself a bride in Hokkaido," and some yeah. other guy is just like, "Oh, yeah, I'll be it's your matchmaker." Yeah, the yeah. yeah. I'll be your matchmaker. They get up into Hokkaido, burnt
0: out remains. By the way, the burnt out uh, the remains Osaka of office. their Osaka <laughs> office, which <laughs> has just been like atomic breathed, yeah, in half. destroyed. So.
1: <laughs> they're making all these jokes weird, weird thing there but
0: like then like there's a time skip and then it's like also, oh there's, there's no
1: radiation there's no radiation talk in this movie at but all but it's
0: like oh there's this like cute girl that i like and i can't show you it's in this book and then like he leaves the book behind after getting like advice from radio girl which if you didn't know he was gonna die that's like yeah it's like, very clearly he's but to guy, like isn't he it's just, like, some <laughs> girl in a schoolgirl's outfit, and I could not tell if that's supposed to be someone it's else. It's a character that we hadn't seen before. Is it supposed to be, like, a younger picture of Radio Girl? And it's just like, oh, they've been friends for so long, and he's always just never had the... But, like, we never see her in that... Schoolgirl outfit so like i don't understand it's it's supposed is to be he, a
1: different girl but it's
0: is never, he perving on some high schooler what's happening well
2: i think it was a high school graduation photo because she was like holding a, a rolled up piece of paper with a little yeah. bow
1: on it that's so, yeah. why i was like oh is this supposed to be like the old like they, but it's to, not but they never be, say, but it's not supposed to be the radio girl like is i think, it? i think that's just us like not recognizing different japanese faces because no. white americans but I, uh, I get excuse that. <laughs> you but like We're i'm not half white americans. all white americans they, <laughs> they don't linger on it but the way she
0: reacts is like oh well, well maybe she's it was,
1: excited for him as well maybe it was the like, other radio girl because it was the other radio girl at the beginning but i don't it doesn't matter none <laughs> of that matters none of this matters because no. like he, he dies his whole he's character like, arc is that he dies basically. yeah is i'm gonna he... go find
0: godzilla then he finds godzilla and then he's like well, he, i'm he gonna replaces, get you Godzilla." he
1: replaces uh what's his name the other pilot because the other pilot spots Godzilla heading towards the island, and he's uh, like, I don't have enough fuel to follow yeah. him. And he's and like, hey, so, just come uh, back. Mr. Groom goes out there, Yeah, and they pass each other.
2: Which, that's what doesn't make any <laughs> sense, is in the time it takes Mr. Groom to get out there, he would have run out of fuel already.
1: Look, we can nitpick the story problems with this movie to the ends of the earth. Yeah. We've got to keep moving. No, but so, I mean... Uh, it, Hey, do you want to do it? I'll it's, you do well, I mean it. okay so basically we already Marissa kind of already described his death earlier. Yeah. But it, it's very just like it's not very impactful. It feels like a like a because he is the only character with any sort of depth, of course he's the character that has to die. Because it's like they, they needed you to like have any sort of emotion at the end of this movie. So it's kind of... it's just It's just... Like I said, it's artificial. It's an artificial yeah. like of the character. He's only like... If he was in any other movie, he would not be necessarily a likable character. But because he's in this movie, he is basically the only character that you have any sort of attachment to. And it's just... It's very bad. It's yeah. not good. It's not great. It's not... <laughs> Like, some of the Godzilla characters in other movies, you know, other other characters in other Godzilla movies don't aren't necessarily people you can attach to either. But at least <laughs> there's, like, they're, they're people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway.
2: Yeah, there's no sympathy to be had in this film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, With any... Not even with the monsters. No, there's no... no, yeah, like, uh, period. no sympathy, period. No sympathy. Period. Um, all right. So let's move on to the creatures. Let's start with... Uh, Start with Godzilla. Let's go Godzilla, then um, uh because I feel like we have more positive things to say about like Angarus than we, we do all, about the Godzilla. Design, we
2: already so.
1: described their
0: puppets, okay? So, yeah.
1: so we're we're talking about the suits. Let's talk about the well. Yeah, let's this... talk about this Still godzilla looking.
0: has a funny face <laughs> so like <laughs> it's it's, it's very weird because like i think they're supposed to be like oh no we have to make this one look different than the first Godzilla. no cause... the
1: reason why he looks different I can, oh. I can tell you this this is a true story but the, the reason why he looks so different is because they they the the first suit was heavy as heck like, yeah he really could not move in that suit um and so they they really this is keep in mind this is like tokusatsu special effects yeah and it's infancy this is like the first godzilla movie is the first time it was ever used this movie was six months after it so like there wasn't really a lot of time to like get the techniques down so they they really were just trying to make the suit lighter that's that that was their only thing is that why he has a weird long neck yeah because they (laughs) because they needed to like make it like an attachment on top of his head so like the the top of the head is higher up
0: so this like godzilla's face is like kind of like a Tri- like a triangle, almost. Like it's it's not like uh, it's as it's not as froggy. Yeah, it's not as froggy. Parallelogram,
2: if you will.
0: <laughs> it's not as froggy as the. Uh, I would say it's on even one. froggier
1: from the front.
0: Really? Yeah, because like it it literally just like it looks smushed. Yeah, and like, it's got two like sharp points from like its cheeks and like its its
1: ears because this oh is that its ears ears. yeah that's its ears sticking oh my gosh i could not (laughs) tell uh yeah it's its face from the front is by far the worst godzilla suit ever yeah the rest of the suit kind of has good things kind of has bad things
0: the proportions are all weird because of the long neck the yeah. like big round shoulders to give like the actor room to move his arms it's a
1: roll because you know Guns- yeah. does a lot of like tumbling in this movie so like they wanted to have him be able to roll on his shoulders um, and stuff like that how much tumbling when, does he do a lot
2: because because yeah. keeps grabbing him and pulling him to the You're ground right and he okay. back up. i yeah. was so i was like i do not remember ever <laughs> like like he's like doing cartwheels or something <laughs> I don't know. when did that um, happen
0: <laughs> The one thing that I really liked about the suit is when he wasn't moving very fast. Mm-hmm. I, I did like the look of the dorsal fins, yeah, from behind and kind of from the side. But then, like, there was one middle one that was just like super wobbly
1: in the fight sequence because it was clearly the one that probably got dislodged one of the times he <laughs> rolled on the ground, and it was like they glued it back on and it's like falling off every time. Yeah, um, that's that's if I had to give a compliment to this suit as I do feel like you're, you're exactly right from the back. It looks fine. Yeah. Um, even his long neck looks okay from the back for some reason, like it's not awkward. I think it's just because of, I think it's just because of like from the front, you can clearly see a lot of the times where yeah. his head is. Like it's one of those Godzilla suits that it's He's got a goitre. It's not hidden. Like at all, <laughs> he literally has like an Adam's apple because it's Nakajima's face. But yeah. Uh, but he looks okay from the back and I do like the look of his spines, but, and from the side, there are some shots from the side where he looks great. And it's and I figured it out. It's whenever his mouth is open. When the animatronic for his mouth is open and he's yeah. not closed, you don't see as much of the smushed face from the side. Oh so yeah. So it's not as awkward looking. And he he kinda has like a, some shots from fifty-four look to him whenever his mouth is open yeah. from the side. So it looks good from the side sometimes. Uh then other times when his mouth is when his mouth is completely closed, it just looks awful it's it just got like bad. this
0: bonkers like overbite like this super intense overbite
1: yeah the suit itself has the overbite and then the puppet as we described earlier has a really really worse yeah overbite. <laughs> i
2: don't even think it's an overbite i think the puppet's mouth like the puppet's jaws because it's a dude's hand and he's yeah. just you know making a claw hand basically yeah. so it, it has no overbite it's just the teeth stick out that's yeah. the yeah. problem yeah <laughs>
1: It's yeah. This Godzilla suit is one of the worst. It is. It just like we talked about the son of Godzilla suit uh, a couple <laughs> episodes ago. Uh, this is notoriously one of the worst Godzilla suits. Um, I feel like with this one though, I can kind of give some of it a pass just because of. Once again, this is it in its infancy, they were trying to figure out yeah. how can we make this creature that we just made in the last movie, which was almost completely immobile, <laughs> how can we make this thing be able to tumble around and fight the other monster? Yeah. And so they came up with this suit.
2: How many times do you think the head
1: came off? <laughs> oh, I'm sure a few times. When he tumbled and
2: it was like, oh, no, like the Velcro. Shh.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this one—it's it, just like I know Nakajima really liked this suit because it was way lighter than the first one. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, yeah, it doesn't—I I don't like the suit overall. Like, <laughs> no, I, I hate the suit. It's I don't ugly. Like it. Um, I think it's on my top three bottom bottom suit designs. So yeah, uh, mainly for its face. <laughs> Wasn't this
2: one on everyone's I think so, I three? think this
1: was the one that was on everyone's. I think uh, even Rob had it on his. I think I avoided
0: putting it on there, but that's because it was on all the others, and I was like, I gotta do something different yeah yeah it's it's not good it's not but, good
2: <laughs> it's not good so um,
1: anguirus, is, anguirus is better anguirus so,
2: looks like anguirus
1: yeah okay so i would say that unlike rodan which when we do the original rodan we can talk about this a lot i think uh anguirus's suit to when he later appears in the godzilla movies didn't change that much there's a couple of big differences uh like something with his uh back that i'm going to talk about in a second uh but uh Like, the overall, like, look of the face and, like, the head design and everything else stayed pretty much the same. The one thing that I'm surprised you didn't mention for a favorite moment is that he really doesn't crawl on his knees that often. No, he stands up a lot. Like he stands, like, upright, upright. Yeah, and, like, only when he's on his
0: hands and knees, mostly he's got, like, his feet positioned a little bit, like, behind him to where he's still standing on his feet and not just on his knees.
1: He's standing on like his tiptoes yeah. with his like arms out in front of him yeah. instead of him like dragging on his like crawl, <laughs> actually legitimate crawling, crawling, which is what he does yeah. later. Um, but I, I like this Anger suit. I think, it, I think it looks good. I think especially for, you know, compared to the Godzilla suit, yeah. uh, and for the time frame that it came out in, it's actually fairly yeah. effective. For a suit they built in a weekend, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, the thing on its back. So this is kind of a thing throughout the Godzilla community of just like a weird, we have no idea what was originally planned. So a lot of the promotional shots for this movie, uh, show Anguirus being able to like lift the back part of his, uh, like spiky shell and like it looks oh, like, like a it was beetle good, like like they like flips up like in, a, in the actual suit in the movie you can see like a crease down the middle towards the back yeah of but the do shell. you mean like it pops open like a beetle shell from the yeah, back like, forward or yeah it pops, it pops, open, pops up okay. like back forward to like front to face the front of him okay so we don't know if he was gonna be able to fly originally if Toho was thinking about that or if he was gonna be able to do that as like a special attack <laughs> he was gonna have <laughs> tentacles, <laughs> like, spin, like
0: hit Godzilla throws, in the face pop- or maybe that.
1: some throw some of his spikes off of his shell or style yeah so I I don't know what he was going to be able to do, but it's very interesting because you can clearly see it in the movie that there is that crease yeah. the back half of the shell and it moves around as he's moving yeah. like, multiple times. It wobbles. Yeah. It wobbles a little <laughs> bit. Um, I mean there's not much to say about the Angurus. I mean he looks like Angerous, like like you said. I once again when we talk about Rodan with the original Rodan suit, there's a big difference between the original Rodan, what he looks like in King of the or a uh, three headed monster. <laughs> Whereas this one, like, if you compared the two suits, yes, there's a difference because it was made like ten years later. But it's not like like a big glaring difference. It's yeah. more of just like a oh, his eyes are a little bigger now. Like you know
0: like, Yeah, yeah.
1: Um I will say, okay, so we talked about the puppets briefly, but I gotta say one thing about the Angerous puppet. The thing on his head? Uh, no, well, yes, but no, uh, his eyes have, like, Showa camera eye syndrome, where they look like they're painted on, um, uh, like, yeah. the suit, it looks like an actual, like, you know, like, eyeball, but the, the actual, like, puppet, it literally looks like it's just, like, painted on yeah. eyes, there's no, there's nothing to them. I love that um,
2: little, uh, Anguirus puppet, <laughs> it's the best. I uh, liked it
1: better than the Godzilla little one. Yeah, more. it's better than the Godzilla little one, but it's still not great, um, but yeah, I mean Anguirus, he's cool. He's cool. Um yeah. I think that like I I'm disappointed that we're not getting uh Anguirus in uh the legendary series so far. Uh yeah. I think I I I've always said that would have been a cool reference to the original Godzilla series if the next monster he fought was Anguirus. As yeah. like in the sequel. Angerous cool. is a little too boring though. He's a little too boring. I feel like he- i don't know they <laughs> rob did a double take what did you say they could have done like a like a like a using him as a side villain at the beginning of the movie like have godzilla fight angers first and then yeah like, then have Ghidorah and all the rest of them at the end but um but i, I don't know I, I i've always liked angers i've had i've had a soft spot for angers so <laughs> um he's got best friend he's spiky <laughs> he's they spiky. weren't best friends in this movie but nope he, they're best friends later spiky and lovable <laughs> um to all our Anguruses out there <laughs> we love you we love you Anguruses. <laughs> all right uh so let's talk about uh cinematography and special effects Ooh. it was
2: all bad and all they bad. should all feel ashamed
0: can I talk about my my big issue with cinematography are you talking about the the speed? fights the yeah, fight the sequences speed because yeah. like everything else is just kind of like it's it's bad miniature work it you know like this there's the chase sequence with like the prisoners where they're like we stole a car and we're gonna get out of here and then like they so not exciting at all they like lose control of the car and it turns into a miniature and then they literally added a bouncing
1: sound effect as it like boom boom it like loses control as, yeah, and bounces truck, up the truck jumps over like a like a gate and yeah it bounces off the ground into a tanker and explodes that's yeah. like when
2: kyle and i were watching this last night <laughs> And that scene happened. We had to give it a round of applause. <laughs> yeah. And I said, if this movie was not nominated for an Oscar <laughs> for, for best, best Fossil special Fossil effects. effects, it's, for it's that just scene, that.
0: There's the jets flying sideways, oh and God. there's this. And... there's the day for night shots during the escape yeah. sequence, where
1: like there's literally. You were saying, yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about that real quick before we before we get to. The, I know what you're going to talk about. So yeah, uh, the day <laughs> for night shots is it's really bad, and actually. it's not in the dub. Just FYI. Yeah. In the dub, they, they don't just let it. it be what it was. It was a day shot, even though it should have been a night shot. In the sub, in the Japanese version, uh, they artificially like darkened the footage, so they let it expose for a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there's the scene. It's it's when all the people are evacuating Osaka after Godzilla first shows up. Yeah. And uh, like <laughs> in this in the Japanese version, there's like two frames. Where they forgot to darken it, <laughs> so when it first cuts to the footage, it's like broad daylight, like it is in the in the dub version. Yeah, but then like immediately to the next frame of it, it's dark, <laughs> and. It, it looks so bad because it clearly looks like a daytime sky yeah uh, and white clouds yeah and and because <laughs> because it's black and white like nighttime black and white shots have a very specific look to them and this does not have that it literally just looks <laughs> like someone put sunglasses over the, the yeah. Film. yeah yeah uh, it just it just looks very awkward and then there's a scene right after the evacuation where there's the car driving and there's and this
2: big fluffy, big, white, fluffy white cloud, white
1: cloud yeah. in the sky and it really just like that is not what a cloud looks like like at night yeah at all like it just it's very awkward and yeah. I, that's how i would describe most of this movie special effects are very awkward like there's even a scene where they kind of they did this in 54 too but it looked good in 54 where <laughs> the the people are running like in the bottom of the frame and then there's the miniature burning in the background uh very kong 33 oh, yeah. and for son of kong where like you know the people are running and the, that's the plate of the people and then it's put in front of the miniatures burning. Yeah. And the problem is is that clearly the people running <laughs> was also filmed during the day. Oh but yeah. But the stuff in the background is supposed to be <laughs> night. So you can clearly see the line. Like not even the line. I would just say like it looks like someone put a cutout of yeah. like, a pop-up book thing on top of the darkened footage. It yeah. just doesn't look it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at yeah. all. But then the fight scenes, which Rob's going to talk oh, about. Oh, boy.
0: So the fight sequences in this movie, like, they hadn't seen, like, what two giant monsters fighting would be. And so uh, I don't know who the director was, but he's like, what, what would what would two giant animals fighting look like? And so he he's like, okay, well, I got to just look at, like, animals fighting. And he saw just two cats fighting in the street and was like, like that. Yeah, like that. It would be fine. <laughs> and he's like, oh, but humans don't move that fast. It turns out when things are bigger, they usually move slower. So to make it look like cats fighting i'm just gonna speed up the footage and they actually have a line of dialogue to try and excuse this because they're like oh and gears has a stomach in his Torso uh, well, And yes, it makes him move brain really fast yeah. yeah. Sorry, abs- stomach in his, torso. Um, <laughs> a brain in his torso He has a brain in his torso Three
2: brains actually One in his that's head, in... one in his
0: torso, and one in his tail That's in the, dub. <laughs> no, that doesn't, that's not canon <laughs> But like, it's like, oh, so he moves really fast But like, they, to reflect that They basically let the, you know the They just, they didn't slow down in their they didn't do fight. The, uh, yeah. But then, not only did they not slow it down They sped up the footage Yeah so, and there's like a handful of times where it's just them like fighting like in normal motion and then like it cuts just them fighting it's like and it's like they speed up the footage and they're like slapstick like slapping around and then they do the same thing for the sock puppet sometimes it's like, <laughs> like just smack them against each other it's so bizarre and like i don't understand why at any point no one looked at like the dailies or anything i don't know how quickly they filmed things back in the day for, or I if mean, they could
1: six months was the turnaround for this
0: one so, yeah i mean maybe they didn't have a chance to like look at the footage before they started this it, like, was all just
1: like one we, take we're, we're filming it and we're releasing it that's it <laughs> got it
0: like um, no one looked at any yeah. of this and said you know what the fast forward fight doesn't, doesn't look very good right.
1: i think okay so a lot of people including me think that it was a mistake i think that instead of because to make things look slower you film at a higher frame rate yes so i think what happened is it might have been a technical difficulty on the cameraman side where instead of Make the frame rate faster <laughs> he heard we want it to look slow motion so he turned the frame rate down which is why it looks fast oh uh, maybe so i am wondering if that's what happened um and they did, and then when they got to the editing bay they were like oh my god yeah like <laughs> I, I i feel like that might be the case because it just it doesn't it doesn't make the thing that doesn't make sense about it is there Six are months later. shots well, it's not just. In, <laughs> there are shots in the movie where they're moving at the correct speed. Yes. So it's like clearly they wanted them to move at the correct speed multiple times in this movie. But then just like there's other times where they move either really fast or like normal speed. Like they didn't yeah. slow down or do anything to it. And it just doesn't. It doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't look good at all. It doesn't. It's not like the sped up film. Usually that would you know maybe it's exciting. But you know maybe it's supposed to be them moving at a fast speed because they're giant monsters fighting each yeah, other. Yeah, that's what I think it they were going for but it's like and then the next like not the next movie but uh, godzilla versus mothra which is a little bit farther away um but like that movie they do the fast like the fast footage but it's whenever we're close to the monsters like so like whenever the whenever mothra's scratching at godzilla's head it's really fast because the camera is really close to godzilla so it's it's actually that kind of that trick of like when you're far away from a giant thing it looks like it's moving slow yeah you get close to it it's moving fast so in that movie they do the right thing there but this movie doesn't do any of that If the puppets had just moved fast, and all the footage of the Godzilla, it still would have angrious, looked silly. It still would have looked a little silly, <laughs> but it would have been like okay, silly to me. Like if the Godzilla suit fight was filmed at the slowed down speed, like it's supposed to, like like what it's supposed to look, yeah. And then the angerous Godzilla puppet were fighting, and it looks a little faster. I would have been more willing to excuse it. It yeah. may have still looked silly and dumb, <laughs> but I would have been more willing to excuse it than it looks in the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the special effects, it's just. I think it's just it's definitely that one of those things where you can clearly say that this film was rushed yeah, yeah. It, it 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 you definitely can look at this film and go like okay they tr- they basically used all the same techniques they did in fifty four Godzilla, but they just didn't have the time to do them right
2: <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you're not supposed to make a film in six months <laughs> yeah
1: and and it's a completely different director um different composer what different composer what the hell as well what's up with that we're gonna talk about music in just a second oh yeah uh the yeah i mean and the directing of this movie is just so much inferior to ishiro honda that like it's yeah like even of just the humans talking and stuff it's just yeah. not shot in an interesting way it's not even for a 50s movie it doesn't look very good it's so. very static
0: yeah they they also that's one thing that i i or, the, or the fast
1: moving camera remember oh yeah like where the like they were trying to do like a dolly shot oh but yeah the dolly like got out of control so it, like it starts off going slow and then all of a sudden it speeds up and then it slows back down and like has a bounce to it or like when they're standing and looking out at the city and the 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 the, the Thing is bouncing uh, as they're looking yeah. at the
2: city uh, I, I commented, I was like, "Hey, you remember back in the fifties when, when ev- everything was shaky? <laughs> when everything
1: <laughs> just, shook. It just shook, all the time. This is
2: very um, shaky back um.
0: then." There's also like a problem with lighting in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, where like so original fifty four, everything is dark when Godzilla's attacking. It's very dark oh, and yeah. like spooky, but then in this one, everything's very very bright. And like usually one of the things that makes black and white films so cool is you can play with lighting.
1: I you literally know, and said they, that exact thing while we were watching yeah, it yesterday. They don't they don't about, play with there's lighting. There's no shadows. They yeah. don't play with shadows. Like everything is that that studio lighting, studio lighting. That that and it just doesn't look Yeah. It doesn't look right. And I know this movie is not supposed to be as somber as G54 no. was, but like it it's still you could like it, make it look artistic. Lot, it still <laughs> takes away a lot. It definitely yeah. looks like a made for TV thing. Um as we would call it now, back then. That made a made-for-TV Godzilla movie. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, sound? Let's move on to sound or music as well. Um,
2: okay, so like... lack
1: thereof. Yeah, I have it no... It was all very bad. Yeah. Yeah, like... The,
2: the score for this movie was trash. I hated it.
1: It was one... It was like two songs. There were two total songs, and every other time the songs were used, they were either just slowed down or sped up. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't... They're, they're, as far as composing goes, like, literally, they handed a... Co- they were like, Hey, you... If Akube won't do this because he doesn't have enough time, we want you to create one song for this movie. We're just going to use it. And so he wrote something, and he recorded it, and he gave it to the studio. And the studio was like, "All right, we're just going to speed this up and slow it, it down.
2: doesn't match at all. It doesn't. It, it is such like it's kind of like a somber march mm-hmm. in a way, and this movie is so strangely upbeat. Yeah, upbeat parts. This non, song is uh, not correct.
1: Just,
0: yeah, yeah, I. I don't know. The sound design never really stuck out to me. Uh, Godzilla's roar in the sub
1: feels <laughs> less impactful
0: because it's not used uh, in like any dramatic kind of sequences. See,
1: the problem with Godzilla's roar, and I figured this out while we were watching it uh, yesterday, was that like there's Godzilla has his his fifty four roar, just basically taken directly from fifty four. Yes. They didn't re record anything or anything like that. And then there's this weird like grumble growl that they added that he does, in. Yeah, but he does that. Like a lot in this movie, where he's just like, Rawr. and that's Rawr. like it, Rawr. like yeah, and that's all it is. Though it doesn't sound Godzilla at all, and it just <laughs> it doesn't match when we hear his bell-like roar. Yeah. Right after it, it just doesn't. It tone like once again tonally doesn't match. Like just like everything else in this movie, like it just doesn't sound right. Yeah. Uh, and Gyrus's roar is pretty much the same roar that he always has. Like they didn't. Cha- they Come literally on. don't change his honking roar <laughs> throughout the rest of the show. That's what he sounds like. He doesn't yeah. change.
2: My theory about anguirus's roar is that they just did the same thing that they did for Godzilla's roar with the glove on a cello string. <laughs> Only they did it backwards. They went up instead <laughs> to of make down. The haunt yeah, go up
1: instead of it being <laughs> like yeah. I could see that. yes <laughs> right. That's very like, good. Like, when you know? The monster roar. They were like, well, the first time we took this contrabass and we rubbed a glove on it. It's like, what if you rub it the other way? Yeah, what will happen. <laughs> we'll get a whole different monster. Supposedly, um, but yeah, there's not much to. I mean, Angerous's roar. I mean, like I said, it's it's you Roar. You
2: know what's even worse is when Godzilla has Anguirus's Roar. Yeah. so...
1: Oh, and it in the dub, not match yeah. at all. So in the dub, once again, because the dub is so high energy, of course, that it needs to put sound everywhere. Instead of using Godzilla's roar everywhere, which <laughs> would have been at least a little bit acceptable, they like randomly make Godzilla sound like angerous, like over and over and because over. Because yes. they're members over of again.
2: the same species,
1: Kyle. They're <sighs> but cousins. It's the exact same roar. It's the exact same roar. Look, Dogs look, have different sounding barks. <laughs> you got a point. <laughs> it, it, it just it just it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work. Because Godzilla comes out of the water for the first time in that movie and it's Anguirus's roar just yeah. like what wait what
0: and then he sometimes does the same grumbles from the original release mm-hmm. but then they basically any like they just had someone listen through to the entire like movie just listening he's like oh that's godzilla roar and then he cut the audio out and he put it in gears we in and he listens some more and, he cut, and it was just like, that's it Yes. Yeah.
1: and then it's, godzilla's roar uh, pops up a couple of times yes uh, accidentally they forgot, accident. like, oh, they forgot to cut shoot. it cut uh, oh so uh this should have gone in special effects but this is a little Tokyo tidbit Uh, This is the only Godzilla movie That you do not see his back spines Light up in Oh yeah Ever Oh, yeah. You're never right. do. I wonder if that's well, because it's he only like bright a... daylight the yeah. entire time yeah, he I don't know. Up. They just they just don't they do not do it in this movie. Well, it's, no, it's when weird. he
2: burns Anguirus' corpse, it's, supposed it's supposed to be a night. night. It's a a day for night, night shot. You don't see,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a day for night shot. But you don't but yeah. see... You never see his spikes light up. Every other right. film... Every, that every would have been a lot film.
0: of effort. Someone would have to go in and like... Yeah, they didn't have to tell her Six
1: months, man. But yeah, every other movie, like... There's a couple of other scenes in other Godzilla movies where his spikes are supposed to light up, but they don't. Yeah. But... They light up every other time, so it's like clearly just a mistake. Yeah, they miss those frames. <laughs> but this movie just didn't. There's no glowy black, uh, glowy back at all in this. Movie. Yeah, weird. Uh, I didn't even catch that. Which, especially coming but yeah. after Fifty Four, that's really weird. Because uh, there's that one shot in Fifty Four that's like the iconic. of yeah. lighting up his f- spines and shooting his fire. <laughs> um, so yeah the sound effects are nothing the music is awful uh, like I said in the dub they took a lot of stock music from like other Warner Brothers films and just like threw it in there yeah. once in a while and it doesn't like the uh, the main theme of the movie already doesn't match the movie and then this other music they threw in there definitely doesn't no. help and then the
2: one Japanese song from when they go dancing is is
1: different yeah they changed the song strange. I guess they couldn't get no, rid to the I song no I think it's
2: the same song but it just sounds different from some yeah it's not, like they
1: slowed it down it or sounds yeah. like poorly recorded yeah. or something <laughs> yeah, it's just not oh lord it's not very good um final yeah. thoughts final thoughts let's get through this um trash do you want to start this is your
0: movie I'll, you picked yeah, it. i guess i'll start or do you want to f- do you want to wrap us up for all
2: of us when i say this movie sucks yeah i so, hate it
1: so i'll
0: i'll start oh, no. this movie it's raining outside and my cat just ran in wet
1: oh no um, this movie is not good um it is We, you know, we've, we've talked about some of these Godzilla movies on the cast and I may not like Godzilla vs. Hedera or, you know, I may not like a lot of parts of other Godzilla movies, but I think this is one of the few Godzilla movies that I just generally just don't like. It's not one that I go back to watch. Like I've rarely watched this movie. Like the only thing that is going for it, as we joked about when we started, this is literally, this is the first time a monster fought another monster pretty much in cinema. The only other time before this really was the, uh, the Kong versus the V-Rex or the yeah. T-Rex in the original King Kong. Uh, but, but, but this is the first like in a city giant monster yeah. battle. Um, and so like the, the legacy that this led to is important, yeah. but I feel like with other Godzilla movies where we can say like, it's worth watching like Godzilla versus Kong where we were all just like, the movie's yeah. awful, but it's worth watching just for the legacy of like this. Is Godzilla yeah. King Kong.
2: I don't think that's what I said. That's not what no. you said, but that's
1: what most of, every, every other person at the table said that, um, <laughs> So, I feel like with this movie, like, it's just not, it's not good, it's not enjoyable, there's nothing fun about this movie, there's nothing, like, that you can at least sit in this movie and go... Yeah, you can't do that when you, you watch can't, this you movie. You can't meow when you watch this movie. Uh, no, it's just, you can't, there's nothing, there's nothing to really say positive about this movie. Like, we had to stretch, like, the only thing I yeah. could find good in this movie is that this guy's a little killing anger scene and that's it that's that's all that is the only good scene in this movie to me and even then it's like i would not watch this movie for that yeah like this is one of the last godzilla movies i ever watched uh from the show era this is the one that like skipped me skipped by me because the vhs release was really hard to find and i never got to see it and then when i finally ordered it it was my first ever purchase online actually as that dates me a oh, little wow while. Uh, was I bought the VHS from somebody online, and they sent it to me? And they sent me a, a Japanese DVD of the movie as well, and the little camera, the little camera from *Gamera the Brave*. Oh, uh, I they they sent that as a gift because they were just like, "I have some extra stuff. Here you go." <laughs> um, it was very nice with that guy. The one with the little stand. Yeah, the one with the little camera. Uh, so a, the G community is so friendly. Yeah, right. And, but that was <laughs> that was, and that was years after. Like that was once again. This was like early 2000s i guess because you know i already had all the hezai godzilla movies and that took a while to come out so like this movie just has never had a nostalgic place in my heart either um and i feel like i I feel like even for most godzilla fans this movie does not have a nostalgic place in their hearts either um if you're just interested just don't watch this movie just don't (laughs) just uh, just watch any of the other godzilla movies. isn't
2: that what we're not supposed to say (laughs) no for this one i
1: will come out and say it just don't there's no reason to watch this movie
2: in my opinion and you know me i don't like anything (laughs) i think everything is trash you said you liked i liked that movie um but this movie it's so hard we all want to hate on this movie because it is awful it's a bad movie it's everything is done poorly but when you think about what went into making it six months of blood sweat and tears it was such a like turned around so quickly to put this thing out you gotta cut it some slack in that sense but also like when you compare it to the movies that came out right afterwards after
1: and before yeah Yeah. godzilla versus kong and you got gojira the original and
2: it's just why what happened what was toho just like we need we need to capitalize on this godzilla momentum we have to
1: like, yeah. I feel like that definitely might have been what it was. And I think the diminishing returns is why they went off and did Rodan, Mothra, yada, yeah, yada. Because they were like, okay, let's keep doing the giant monster thing, but maybe let's not mess with Godzilla because yeah. we could make a good sequel. As
2: somebody who. Um, this isn't my thing. This is Kyle's thing. I'm just married to this thing. <laughs> um, somebody who's seen basically every single Godzilla movie at this point. Now, I think... I haven't seen Sea Monster, but that's that's on the list. There's a few that you haven't seen. Yeah. Still, but. Um, I, I really think that this this movie is just... It's skippable. It doesn't add anything to yeah. the series as a whole. And also, like... We watched Ape, all right? I don't want to bring this up right now, but I have to. We watched Rob's Ape. Rob's
1: eyes just lit up when Marissa said Ape. <laughs> we, watched,
2: we watched Ape, and it was universally reviled at oh, this yes. table.
0: True, true garbage in a way that uh, even I cannot fully express.
2: But to get a movie of almost that same quality yeah. from a studio that is known for something much better <laughs> was just so disappointing. Yeah for me specifically like uh, kyle warned me he was like this movie's trash i'm telling you right now we're gonna need a lot of beer to get through this and i was like no let's start i've got one beer in me we're fine (laughs) no no (laughs) no by the end of it when he made me watch scenes from the dub (laughs) i was so drunk (laughs) this movie is not good don't yeah don't watch
1: it i'm allowed to say that apparently don't watch this for, movie for this one because it, like i said it, I, I mean usually i try to be a little softer but like for this movie specifically yeah. i feel like i just walked away so there's no redeemable it. features yeah like normally because normally i can find a positive light in yeah. one of the movies like you know like oh godzilla vs kong it may be what garbage the but at least positive light
2: in ape you'll have to go listen to that episode
1: uh, to find out <laughs> actually i'm pretty sure i said just don't watch that movie too uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway Ravko.
0: Ooh, uh, yeah man i i kind of struggle with this because i usually like to have like a sequence regular like who's this movie for and like i really don't know nobody
2: i this don't movie think the satan himself
0: like, <laughs> you know we we just got off of son of kong which we kind of described as like dlc and like oh it's just like a cheap knockoff it was just made after the fact you know like quickly like quick turnaround this feels like an even worse sequel than that because there's you know there's ever put into it you can tell but it's like it's so flawed in its execution and like it just makes so many mistakes the suits look fine and like it's good that they built them to be able to fight but because the fight sequences between these two monsters are shot so poorly it's just not really worth like you know digging up to watch it's not really like there's nothing that you know you get out of this movie because like there's a million other like early fight sequences where you get to see like you know two monsters fighting that's shot better than this
1: yeah and once again like even just got-
0: because it's the first doesn't mean
1: that you have it's, to watch doesn't it doesn't mean it's the best i mean <laughs> like even godzilla versus kong like we could at least even if you don't want to say you need to watch it because of the godzilla versus kong aspect you could at least say yeah it's fun to put on at a party and you know like yeah. there's fun f-
3: well, the
2: you two sequence. Sequence, you're not fun watching stuff. it for the godzilla versus kong sequence you're watching it for the giant octopus and, I mean,
0: and mr. Taco. Yeah. mr taco yeah And mr taco and the eat your vegetable sequence yeah. is funny
1: that's that's what i'm saying like those movies like even the worst godzilla movies there's always something to get out of it. Yeah. I feel like... You know, we watched
2: Varon the, the Unbelievable. <laughs> Even Varon the Unbelievable, I feel yeah. like there
1: was a little bit of something fun with that movie that I could at least go like, oh, it was, it it was awful, mad. but <laughs> it's br- funny but awful
0: i had like a catchphrase that i tried to get going if you give toho something to blow up they can never fail yeah i think i said that in the second episode i ever recorded uh they failed here they failed when it came to blowing stuff up they only blew up
2: one thing a
0: lot of it's
1: stock footage from other movies yeah and Uh, like even 54 there's a destruction collapse that's
0: 54 the destruction of the uh osaka castle is like kind of weird it and like stop motion piece. cracking
2: oh yeah the weird the, the yeah, cracking, yeah, the cracking is that. really strange
0: and then suddenly like the two characters just tumble into it and destroy it yep and it's just like every single step of this movie is a misstep so i mean i think it's worth watching if you want to like if you're you know if you're you trying to watch make all your your the Godzilla own, movies yeah two reasons to watch it <laughs> one completion completionist you're trying to unlock an achievement second uh, you want to like you want to make your own giant monster movie, and you want to see how not to do it. Yes. <laughs> and that sounds really mean. That's but, like, who there's... this is made for: film students of the tokusatsu <laughs> what variety. What not to do? What <laughs> not to do? Yeah, and because it just it is constant missteps. Yeah, and it, it really is just something to watch to be like, okay, this is how I don't do it. Uh, other than that it might be worth watching the first 15 minutes of the dub and then turning it off and
1: <laughs> yeah just, just getting, getting rid of the screaming into
2: your pillow afterwards just, just watching the dub to see yes. how bad it is because like it's
0: at that. It, that that at least i got a little bit more enjoyment out of that because of how bonkers and terrible it was the but even original, you said you couldn't watch it, it, the whole it got thing. too much yeah it got too much it's like candy. It's it's like it's just sweet treats. Like so delicious, and you love it, Gives and then, you a then you're like, oh, too much candy. Oh, too many sour patch kids, and oh. then you vomit. Oh. Yeah, and that's, that's this movie. That's that this, is this movie. movie. It's a sweet treat. For the first 15 minutes, and you're like, please, and then, and please then you stop vomit. beating me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So that's our final thoughts on Godzilla Raids again, yes. or Gigantis, the Fire Monster. Uh, hope you enjoyed listening to that. Uh, in actually two weeks from now, uh, we will be talking about Gamera versus Guirin. Yes. Uh right before we talk about Pacific Rim Uprising the next week. Uh so uh keep in mind the special report for Pacific Rim Uprising will be releasing the Saturday after the movie comes out. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. will be recording it as early as we can on Saturday so we should be able to get it out like Saturday afternoon or evening uh cuz as always that episode will be unedited. Oh banana uh, oil. So oh banana oil. Uh <laughs> better watch out folks. Uh it's going to be fun. We got a fun month coming up uh, with this uh Gamer versus Green in, is an interesting movie to say the <laughs> least uh so uh let's do all the bumps yeah the bump, bump, bumps bump, bump, uh bump, so bump. com. check out all the news articles and all of our old episodes uh that we've actually referenced a lot of in this movie uh, <laughs> we can't episode. help it um Go to Patreon search Tokyo lives. Thank you to all of our patrons. Yes. Uh, we've got Jesse Hickman, Anana Mouse, Kyotoshi, Graydon Wilson Crom, Nicholas Whale, and Chris Britt. Thank you guys as always. Uh, you guys are really supporting the cast. It helps a lot uh, for anyone interested in donating. Uh, Please just check out all the Cool rewards that you can get uh, depending on What level you do Cameron is not here but Rob is holding up his finger I think he has a 1375 for us yeah
0: unfortunately Cameron didn't show up However he did send me a text message Uh, He watched the movie as well Um, And uh, so he said that 1375 reward tier is uh, Monthly you will get a shipment of uh squeezed banana peels to make a banana oil (laughs) it's very soothing for the skin uh it's great for your digestive system you can throw it in your car you can fry things in it banana oil good for the hair good for the hair
1: good for your lungs good for life
0: Banana oil. Banana oil.
1: <laughs> all right. So, uh, also check us out on iTunes. Search uh, so us. Tokyo lives there. Leave us a review. We will read it on the cast. Uh, Leave us Twitter. a review
2: anywhere. We'll yeah, pretty much anywhere.
1: At Tokyo lives cast is our Twitter handle. Rob posts a lot of cool things on there, uh, including some hints to like cover art and stuff. Uh, he did that a couple episodes ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, So check us out all of all of those places if you're not already checking us out there already uh we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time everybody bye everyone yeah
2: oh hey i was on this episode yeah marissa was back hey! hi marissa <laughs> we didn't even talk about marissa disappeared for six months and then came back well she
1: had the the troll Uh, flu virus. I did have the troll flu. Or whatever it was. (laughs) (laughs) We lost the joke. It's been too long. Anyway, all right, guys. Troll Troll rabies. I
2: (laughs) I turned into a werewolf for a while. There, A lot of things happened.
1: (laughs) Travies. Yeah. We'll talk about it once. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next time. (laughs) Bye, everyone.
2: Well, see, okay, in the original manga, I think they don't say Shadow Realm; they like say Hell or Purgatory yeah. or something like that. Sending
1: your soul
0: to Hell for losing this <laughs> for game. all eternity for losing this kids' card <laughs> this game, children's
3: card game. <laughs>